How's it going, guys? Today is Sunday, March 24th, and you're listening to episode number 46 of the Galactic Game News Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy. Alongside me, Eric Lee Lewis. No, no, no. Learn how to say my name properly. you got to let the letters <laughs> breathe. Eric Lee Lewis. Old Greg. I'm Grump. Oh. <laughs> and street. And I'm not so grump. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I, I'm actually sorry I said that. <laughs> if anything, you're grump. <laughs> yeah, we can both be grump. We, we, had, we should have like a, a, a segment on our podcast of like, what's eating Jervon? <laughs> <laughs> can we get like a caricature of Jovan's face for that? <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say gr- grinds Jervon's gears. <laughs> so is there anything grinding your gears this week, Jervon? No. Oh. No. No. Well, shit, there goes our segment. <laughs> he does seem extreme, extremely uh, happier, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Is anything gatling your gears? <laughs> Are your gears guilty? <laughs> Are your gears going to war? Oh. Shit, what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> is your favorite TV show anything that's the top of your gears? Oh, I gotcha. That's also a video game. Top Gear? Yeah, yeah Top Gear's yeah. a video game. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, it has Tom Cruise and a guy named Goose. That's Gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gun was a game about a Western civilization. Top thing. Gun. <laughs> oh. Well, now I know what's grinding Jervon's gears. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Eric. <laughs> yeah, I do what I do. Yeah, he does what he does. Yeah, that's right. So I have an exciting game to talk about, but before I do, <laughs> Eric, what's, what you been up to? Um, you got any, uh, I bet you haven't played a game better than what I've played, so. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I got one that comes pretty close to what you played. It's called Go Home Dinosaurs. Why are you telling the dinosaurs to go home, Eric? Because those motherfuckers are trying to eat my goddamn steaks. Is this another, yep, is this like a metaphor for immigration? <laughs> I don't think so. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure. Like, no, no. You're uh, okay. you're playing as a gopher, and uh, it's a tower defense game, which is it's. What is the home of dinosaurs? Huh? What's what's the home of dinosaurs? What do they call home now? Like, what is the ground? The dirt? <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. Um, it can't be inside of a volcano because. Well, if they go Chris there, they'll, yeah, they'll just get punched by Chris Redfield. <laughs> yeah, if he can, like, punch a boulder, he can punch a dinosaur. It's like the uh, the old, if you can dodge a wrench thing. <laughs> you can dodge Chris Redfield? <laughs> you can, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge Chris Redfield. But Wesker can't. <laughs> Chris, Redfield's not even, Chris Redfield's not even top tier in Marvel versus Capcom 3, so I wouldn't even... Well, there you go. I wouldn't. Wesker, I on the other hand, Wesker's top tier, so... I wonder if uh, those characters are going to make it into the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> like, the, the marbled side. Uh, Since they, they are... should. In Star Wars. I don't see why not. 
They have I all the Disney princesses. <laughs> Why not? I know that uh, they've been wanting Pixar for years. They just haven't found their correct way to implement them. But they've wanted Pixar for quite a while now. Yeah, but they also haven't figured out a correct way to implement, like, a new game. <laughs> mm. so, you know, a game on an actual console. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Watch, it'll be a Wii U exclusive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Sells ten copies. Fucking sets the world on fire. Actually, I could see that selling Wii U systems. That that would sell Wii U systems. I can't. I don't think anybody cares enough anymore. Oh, no, people care. Yeah. People care about that. I just want to... I can't wait for the HD re- the remix thing to come out. Um, Cyberman 65 got the uh, Japanese version of the uh, 1.5 remix. Mm-hmm. You know, Honestly, even in 720p, those games don't really look all that different from their PS2 mm. predecessors. Um, it's not to say they look bad; they look they look great. But you know, it's eh, not that much of a. Now, is that one and two? No, it's just one chain of memories. And, what the, uh, what the f- why the fuck? What the hell is that? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's Kingdom Hearts Final Mix because Final Mix was never released in North America or Europe. And Final Mix includes extra bosses. Extra See, weapons. 2 is the one I never played. Oh, okay. So I want to play that one. And I mean, I have well, it, but I don't want to hook up that's, my PS2. That's on, that's on its way. <laughs> Jesus <maybe>. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, this one is just the final, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, um, Chain of Memories, and 358 slash 2 Days cutscenes, all no. rendered in HD. Fair enough. Go home, dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, those, all those prehistoric motherfuckers to go home. Is the oh, yeah. sequel is the sequel going to be called "You're Drunk"? <laughs> oh um, yeah, actually, somebody that reviewed that game actually wrote it as "Go Home Dinosaurs." You're drunk review. See, if I was reviewing that game, that's the first thing I'd look up because that would want to be my, that, that's that's the perfect tagline for that. It sounds like the voice actor when they created the game was drunk. So I, I think that. <laughs> that. My God. Like, I hate to trash it because it's an indie game and they obviously had a very small budget, but fuck. Seriously, I've played Flash games that have been much better power defense games, and this Especially is a they, they, pr- they probably would have had a, a bigger budget if they didn't get... Uh, their first game, Slam Bolt Scrappers, was scheduled to release... Or actually, uh, was scheduled to release when the whole PlayStation Network outage happened, so they got lost amongst the shuffle. Yeah, I, so. I'm going to be playing that game soon. That's actually one of the games that's on my list that I have to play for review. I'm, uh... He's got a list. I do. I actually Checking do now. Checking it twice. <laughs> I'm going to figure out what games are naughty or just fucking bad. No nice? I believe, I believe that's how the lyrics go. But Go Home Dinosaurs is like a, a super child-friendly tower defense game that it's not good well i mean if, if it's a, if it's you know would you say it's geared towards children i'd like to say that it is but the thing is like sometimes there's such huge difficulty spikes and with that it just doesn't make you want to play it i ended up giving it a seven because i can see from an outside perspective how people would like it personally i would give it nothing higher than a five it's uh, it's it's one of those games that it just doesn't rub me the right way because it's not geared towards me. Oh, but man, the games the games that rub rub me the right way. Whew. Oh, Listen, developers, man. if you wanna, 
I'm like a good game. It's got to rub me because it, it doesn't. Has got to rub me on my penile region. That's right. Sure. I like the gaming news. <laughs> Making dick Galactic. jokes all day, every day. Galactic rubbing news. Um, that's enough on that game, though. That game is just not worth talking about. Um, also, I've been playing a game called Megabyte Punch, which is uh, it's it's basically Mega Man meets Super Smash Brothers. It's you go around punching the fuck out of other robots. And as you beat them up, you get some of the upgrades that are on them. And then you can just, like, in the middle of it, you push enter. And you can go through the parts that you've picked up, and you can just add them to your robot. And, like, sometimes you can get, like, blaster arms and all this other kind of stuff. Or something that gives you triple jumps, uh, drill pieces, all sorts of different stuff. It's really cool. Um, How's the balancing? How's the what? balancing like is it is there one optimal set that you always use or or have oh, you found everything pretty much useful the same everything's useful which is really awesome and and this isn't even like full release of the game that i'm playing it is uh an almost done build but it seems like they're just going to keep on working on it it's really awesome though there it's like poison weapons and all sorts of different things. It's really, really awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. It took me about an hour to even warm up to it. At first, I was like, "Yeah, this is okay. I guess why not?" But as you start getting different upgrades, it, it just it becomes that Mega Man game that it seemed like a what was it called Mega Man Universe or something? Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's it, it's what that was supposed to be, except for like there's no level up. Instead, it's like you're adding pieces to your character. It's really fucking awesome. I, I can't wait until the full release to see what happens with it. There's uh, levels inspired by... Uh, God damn it, I can't think of the name of the game. Uh, the really fucking hard game on the Nintendo where you play as Arthur. Ghost of Goblins? Yes. Yeah, that's it. It even plays music that kind of sounds like it, but everything's like robotic. There's like robotic skeletons popping out of the ground, out of gravestones and shit. It's really fucking it's, uh... cool. Shade Man stage from Mega Man 7. Sure, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not too much different, really. I, I guess that really would work. It's it, it really does seem like a Mega Man game. I think that's probably why they went with Mega Bite Punch. And, like, there's boss fights at the end of every one that are set up with, like, platforms that are like Super Smash Brothers, and you have to you have to do a certain amount of damage to knock them off of the map. But the rest of it's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up slash shooter. It, it's fucking gnarly. Really good. And I'll be reviewing that soon. Uh, also, my NDA lifted on Legend of Dungeon. Yeah. One word. Fuck. <laughs> so good. That's three. Yep. Hmm? That's three words. Fuck. So good. You said but, uh, you said no. you said one word. Fuck. And then after that you said yeah. so good. So that's three words. Oh. Well, fuck was the Yeah, okay. <laughs> Legend of Dungeon is Legend a... of Dragoon. Wow, they they made another one. Shit. <laughs> what? Legend of Dragoon. Never mind. Good. Oh, Continue. Yeah, it's on yeah, it is. Remember Lair? Mm. Lair. That has nothing to do with Legend of Dragoon. I know, but it 
But it, the, when they first showed it, it kind of seemed like that's what it was supposed to be. Did any of you guys like Lair? Nobody likes Lair. Let's I, I like the concept. Yeah, I like the concept of it, but you know, the six axes had to come in and ruin it. Well, the analog sticks didn't even help it. Because they patched it later and it still didn't help. But back to Legend of Dungeon. Oh, yeah, Legend of Dungeon. It, uh, the characters in it look like something out of Swords and Sorcery. But the dungeons themselves are set up with a different graphical style. But it has, like, really cool lighting. It's, uh, it's a roguelike. And it's, it's set up different every time. There's always a different layout uh, from which room you enter and everything. There's hidden rooms in it. Uh, pick up different weapons. You do more damage as you level up, obviously. It's just really fucking awesome. And... I believe, like, right now, it's kind of like a Kickstarter deal, except for it's not Kickstarter. If you pay $10, you get the beta, but at the end of it all, you get the game itself. It's it's definitely worth the $10. I have a lot of fun playing with it. Um, there's some information I can't share about it, but uh, as of right now, there are plants versus zombies characters in there, like the zombies with the cones on their head, and some of them have the inner tubes around them. Uh, the plants themselves that shoot the peas out of them, they're in there. Uh, there might be more characters coming to it soon, but I don't know for a fact. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. It's $10. It's worth it. Get it. Love it. Thank me later. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what I've been playing. That and other stuff. That's it. Old Greg. Old Greg. I have uh, not been playing Legend of Dungeon. <laughs> uh, but I have been working on uh, Lego City Undercover. Hey, hey, how's that? I heard it's pretty good. It's uh, It's been an interesting experience. Like... Don't you don't you crush my dreams, Greg? Don't you do it? It's an awful game. Don't you do it, Greg? That's <laughs> like. I feel like I've experienced most genres at this point in in my life, but uh, I've never touched a uh, an open world game seriously. So it's been coming to terms with like a lot of genre conventions that I'm not used to, and like I don't like uh like for the first couple hours, each mission boils down to drive to a place, and then when you get to that place, walk to a different place. Like, you'll drive to a building and then walk to a spot in the building and the mission's over. Um, but I feel like that is probably typical of open-world games. Yes, yes. Um, That's very Grand Theft Auto. Like, you would, drive, yeah. you would drive to a certain place and then the mission would start in a confined place. And yeah. But it's not... I mean, what I mean is that, like, any of the action is pre-scripted. Um, like at, like at the very opening of the game, they introduce these blue and white blocks that you can interact with by pressing the B button. Um, and if they're above a pipe, when you press the B button, then you'll like leapfrog over the pipe. And if they're under the pipe, you'll slide under it. But either way, when you come across those blue bricks, you press the B button and you get past it. It doesn't like... So the whole thing feels really scripted and like you're not really doing anything. Um, so it's been a, a difficult experience to come to terms with, mm, okay. but I, it, the, 
it does have a lot of really good driving segments. Um, whenever they put you behind the wheel of a car, the gameplay is generally good. Like, uh, there's classic uh, police car chase sequences or uh, time trials. Um, and there's a good variety of cars. Like, there's cars that go really fast, and you can use the, the Y button to boost. Um, I just, like, an hour ago stole a buggy that, like, that was able to climb up hills really well and covered a lot of awkward terrain. Um, so the car sequences are, are pretty strong. How's the writing? Oh, actually, the um, the writing loves to do the same joke over and over. Like, you'll get puns based on movies, like, uh, like in this past mission, um, it was inside a space laboratory, and a guy tripped over a small stair, and there was a foreman behind him. So the Lego said, whoa, that's one small step, foreman. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's lots of that. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling I'd appreciate that more than you, Greg. I, I don't know. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I, I love have, games. I like the sense of humor. It's have you played Lego? Love... Have you, is this your first Lego game? Yeah, this is my okay, first Lego okay. game. Well, that's that's kind of typical for all Lego games. However, this one, I'm sure uh, it it goes above and beyond with that with those kinds. Yeah. Of games. <laughs> well, there's other Lego games were specific to a certain uh, like like Batman or Lego or Harry Potter. So like the jokes were confined to that universe. Where this one seems to kind of take more from pop culture. It's just what's it's, going um, on. It's pop culture, and the, it does draw some on the police thriller, where, like, there was, at the very beginning of the game, there was a uh, Dirty Harry reference. Uh, some guy was drinking too much coffee, and he said, I, I know what you're thinking. Have I had six shots of coffee or only five? <laughs> um, I, Why does this game have to be a Nintendo like exclusive? This this bothers me. Actually, <laughs> um, Eric has kind of a point in that... Uh, the worst part of the game is probably that it's on the Wii U. Um, <laughs> yep. Why is that, Greg? So I've played like 30 seconds of Grand Theft Auto Vice City, so I know at least what the UI is like in there. Um, and it's nice how you have a mini-map that shows you where to go. Um, and, I mean, I, I don't have to take my eyes off the car to look at the mini-map. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, when they put all that on the Wii U gamepad, it's really uncomfortable. Um, that seems to be like something that I've kind of noticed with because most games, instead of actually utilizing the gamepad, like like Zombie U, I thought did a decent job with it, but uh, most games just like slap a map on there. And it's like I don't, I'm I'm constantly looking at the map. It, it would just be better if it was just on my screen. <laughs> See, Ubisoft really gets the gamepad, but uh, I haven't seen anyone else that does. Mm. It's it's fine to not use the tablet and just let me use the pro controller. That's it's okay f for you to do that. Uh game company X. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, you know. Travelers. So does it does it use the pro controller? No. It, wait, Lego that City is not an option. Are you kidding me? Is any game ever going to use that damn that, thing? That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me though. I mean, just look back to the Wii. I mean, I wish I could play Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess with a classic controller. Yeah. Never could. Well, um, the like GoldenEye 007 let you use the Pro controller. Yeah. Fair enough. I just remember playing. And I Skyward remember... Sword would really work without the uh, Motion Plus. I just, I just think of like like the Sonic, uh, 
the latest All Star Racing game. Uh, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed, but I wish I could use the Pro Controller on that. Oh, you can't use it for that. Either? You can. You can use the Classic Controller. You can use the Wii's Classic Controller on that game, the Wii U version of that game, but you can't use the Wii U's Pro Controller. Oh, really? Yeah. For, yeah. So you can skip the tablet controller altogether. Yeah, if you have a if you have a uh, um a Wii a Wii Classic Controller. Just, just oh, let me use the GameCube controller. That's all. Yeah, just mod it with a GameCube controller. Yeah, well, you can <laughs> it'd be a lot better. So is yeah, is let's is, be honest, it's awesome. Is, is Lego City undercover? Is like the world? How big? Like, are we talking, or is it um, pretty vast? Is, or no? like, I guess it's hard to say because I've never really played an open world game. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are like there's. There are different districts within the city that are all pretty hefty. Um, like, there's a city area, there's a bay area, there's a forest area. Um, so, I feel comfortable saying it's a sizable place. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, are you enjoying your time with it, or is it just kind of just like... You're not sure? Um, it's, like... It's a nice game for when I need my brain to sleep, but I can't, like, I don't want to actually sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, Do brains it's... actually sleep? <laughs> like, did when I'm in school. from the Ninja Turtles actually sleep? <laughs> I can't do a crying impression, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, but it, I mean, it's just a casual, it's, yeah, I guess it is like a very casual game where... Uh, it's very explicit about what you have to do, um, and it's either hold forward on the joystick or hold the R button to accelerate, and you'll complete the game <laughs> and get jokes along the way. Fair enough. Anything else to be played? Sounds like a good game. Okay. Um, have I been playing any? No, actually. Huh. All right. I, I am. I am still very curious about Legacy Undercover. Uh, how did did you did you get a physical copy of it? Yes, I actually I um I went to GameStop the day it came out. They said, "Sorry, we don't have it. UPS will probably get it here tomorrow." I went back to that same GameStop the next day. They said, "Sorry, we still don't have it. We'll probably have it tomorrow." Then I went to another GameStop. They said, "Oh, we broke street dates, so we don't have it. Come back in like a week or something." <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm." Then I walked over to the Target right next to the GameStop and they had like a million copies. Yeah. <laughs> GameStop's like, sorry, we feel like making money, so we don't carry it. <laughs> uh, well, Fuck it's GameStop. Fuck GameStop, okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Wait, to, what's I, the, uh, what's the situa- si- situation on that? I'm no longer employed by that god-awful uh, can company. Can you finally say something bad about them? Fuck now? GameStop, like, yeah, there you go. That's, if, you're, if you're listening and you think about working for GameStop, don't. I think Jovan could attest for that too. Yeah. Let's be honest, you were stealing shit from there the whole time. No, no. But there actually in, in my area there was quite there were a couple of employees who, who did stuff like that. Uh, not that I personally I didn't see them, but it was oh, Jimmy actually, the Mastermind. Given. Do you remember in uh in Bel Air, Maryland, uh Black Ops one like had a huge case of people stealing stuff? Mm-mm, no. No, that, but that's... was Will Smith behind it? Oh good lord. <laughs> Because <laughs> it wasn't Bel Air, right? You said Bel Air. <laughs> Bel Air, Maryland. 
Yeah, that's like within driving distance of me, so that's why I. Mm. Yeah. Guilty motherfuckers. No, but we Nobody had. Nobody always thinks that you guys are so innocent, but then all of a sudden <laughs> we you had start a uh, shit. We had a we have a in my mall where where I worked. We had two GameStops in the mall, and then we had one within walking distance outside the mall, and then we had two more within ten minute drive. And this is I, I you know I live you know on the border of like Pennsylvania and West Virginia, but in in Pittsburgh has a lot of has like an area like that. But by no means is my area that I live in very high populated. Like it's 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 a normal area. It's not people overflowing. You know, so it's people overflowing yeah it's not overflowing with with residents uh so it's really stupid but we had a kmart in the same mall that people would always steal from their clearance section because it's kmart they don't give a shit uh (laughs) and they would always bring the same games in and as as gamestop employees even if you know that, that, that they're stealing you can't deny them you have to take the trade but i would deny them anyway um, I would. I'm just like. I'm not taking your stuff. You traded in the same games last week. And they're like, well, I buy two copies just in case. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm not taking your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that would always happen. But yeah, I mean, if you if you think about working at GameStop, never, never, ever, don't do it. So it's true that they are a bunch of racists that work there. <laughs> it's a it's a racist company. Let's be honest. Javon, no, I didn't. I didn't exactly enjoy my time. Yeah. It's because they're racist. That's, that's the answer. They're racist. Also, they supported the Holocaust. Oh. Um, what else is there? Do you hear about that, that uh, the former, was it, the former vice president was put in jail for embezzling money? For fucking being a racist. <laughs> because they're racists. They invented the slave trade. Okay. That's a true story. Trevon, what have you been playing? Um, I've actually been away for a while. Um, I've been going to local tournaments around the um, around the state and outside of the state, and um, that's what, just what I've been doing for the past few weeks or so. I was in. I was. I went further upstate for a tournament for that hostile takeover live was holding, and hostile I, takeover. That sounds like a TNA event. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It sounds like a TNA so pay per view. <laughs> TNA presents Hostile Takeover. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should bring that up next time I go there. Um, but yeah, yeah um, I hard just. Did, did you did you also did you also go to uh, Bash at the Beach? <laughs> actually, WWE actually does have an event called the Bash. They should just call it Bash uh, of the Beach. Yeah, about- but that was the Great American Bash that they bought that for. That wasn't actually for Bash of the Beach, unfortunately. Well, uh, how about Halloween Havoc? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. The original Halloween Havoc was named after that horrible... Or War- World War Three when they had three rings. Yeah. 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 This good is getting time. good. This is getting good here. Uh, what else was there? Road Road Rash? Or Road Rage? What was... Uh, Road Wild. Road Wild, Hog was it? Wild. Hog Wild. Was it Hog... No. It wasn't yeah, Hog Wild. There was, there was also a Road something, and I don't remember what it was, but there was, yes, there was a Hog Wild. Hmm. <sighs> anyway. Tournaments. Bitches be hating. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and I placed fifth in, uh, Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. There you go. Did you win anything? Um... No, no. <laughs> I was second. I was second in a Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate, 
and and I really enjoyed it there. And and then I went to a next level battle circuit in Brooklyn, and where I uh, I I went there Wednesday because they usually hold their weeklies on Wednesday, and then I went to a Savage Saturdays back at Next Level Arcade as well. And that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and this all sounds like TNA events. <laughs> ECW, another one night stand <laughs> featuring all these guys that we can't use their real names. The Sandman. What did they give Balls Mahoney as a name? I forgot. That was good stuff, too. Sabu. Did you say oh, Balls a... Mahoney? Yeah, that's yeah a... there's a wrestler that's... named Balls Mahoney. No, there's not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is. He's, he he and New Jack hate each other. We're gonna sit you down, Greg, and make you watch some wrestling. Yeah, oh God, let's make him watch some old ECW so he can see New Jack and the gangsters. <laughs> Fucking New Jack would dive off of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As New Jack, uh, as he coined himself, the craziest nigga on the planet. <laughs> I'm not afraid to stab you in the throat. <laughs> That's New Jack. Yeah, old ECW. I like. I enjoyed watching old ECW. Yeah. New, not so much. Well, but that that just goes without saying. Yeah, isn't ECW, ECW that Christian channel? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it it was. It did seem very Christian oriented. So yeah. I could see that. Early, you know, ECW early was Christ- a very much Christian organization. Early elderly Christian women. That's what it was. <laughs> nice. That's what it was. Yeah. And it was, they just threw him in a ring and gave him some chairs and said, go at it. Yep. So gave him some pews. Give him some what? Pews. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would watch Wait, that. Did you say pubes? <laughs> pews. Oh, I thought Context. you said pubes. And I was like, ew, what? Old ladies? Ew. What's wrong with old ladies? Ew. Oh, my. So you've been playing a lot of fighting games, Jervon. I want a steady oh, diet of pubic hair. <clears throat> I just uh, pre-registered for East Coast Throwdown in uh, Pennsylvania. There you go. And, um, We're at in Pennsylvania. Morristown, I believe. That is extremely close to where I live, I believe. Wait, no. No, is that? No, Morristown. I think I'm thinking another Morristown. Never mind. Yep, it's their fifth annual event, and um, it's... And I am extremely excited because, you know, all, all the big uh, names are going to be there. Justin Wong's already registered to be there, and other guys like Ricky Ortiz and PR Balrog from Evil Geniuses, and uh, a lot of other awesome people. And there's going to be a lot of other tournaments. Like, East Coast of the Rounds in May. So, I mean, they're going to be having injustice there. So, I already registered for that. And um, also, I registered for Guilty Gear Action Corps. So, it's going to be awesome, awesome times. What uh, what version of Guilty Gear Accent Core do they use in tournaments? Plus R. And that's the um, is that the PSN and XBLA one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I'd like to challenge Justin Wong to a game. To I want to challenge him to the greatest fighting game of all time. Chess. Shaq Fu. <laughs> Motherfucker, if you think you're good, <laughs> play me. At Shaq Fu. Shaq Shaq Fu? Nobody fucks with a man that knows how to play Shaq Fu. That is How many times have I been killed? None. Because I play Shaq Fu. Well there was one time. But I don't I don't know if that technically counts as killing you. Oh no. Yeah. 
I also did register for um, CEO in uh, June. It's late June. It's in Florida, Orlando, Florida, and um, community effort on Orlando, basically. It's, mm. And uh, Alex Jabaley is the guy that runs that tournament. And um, that's another awesome tournament because other big, bigger names, even from uh, Japan, usually go there every year. Obviously, guys like uh, Daigo Omahara and others like Infiltration and Tokido. And, and I know they were all just at PAX East for Mad Cats Unveiled. So they all said that they're coming for a CEO, which is a Road to Evo tournament. So if you go there and you, you get Evo seats, so you can not be in a crappy pool at Evo in July. So it's awesome stuff, and I'm happy that I can fly out to Florida for it. Mm-hmm. Fucking king of the fighting game circuit, Jovan Lawrence. Don't fuck around. <laughs> you ought to you ought to get good at Shaq Fu. <laughs> I'll train I'll train you in the ways of the Shaq Fu. Yeah, will you? Will you really? <laughs> hey, if you ever want to, if you ever want to play a real fighting game. You'll take me up on this offer. There's also Dive Kick. Dive Kick could be a real fighting game. Oh, God. Yeah. So was Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. What about that uh, Way of the Dog? (laughs) Snoop Dogg? Or, excuse me, Snoop Lions game? Yeah, yeah. That game looks totally great, let me tell you. He is super pumped about that game. Please tell me you've seen that, Jovan. I have. Oh god, he is so pumped about that game. It looks like the shittiest Dreamcast game I have ever seen in my life. It's not even coming out on Dreamcast, but it looks like the shittiest Dreamcast <laughs> ever. And um and another thing too I wanna to mention is how awesome like what the um the the development team by Skull um that developed Skullgirls is doing for uh their DLC and how um they they have like such a huge like campaign effort for like their DLC characters because their art team made like 12 13 other designs for DLC characters and if they can get like enough money from if, if they can get enough donation money then they can release all of these characters throughout like the year or whatever and, and they have such a huge art team so I mean they're just coming up with cos- um, costume designs and character designs on the fly so they, they're just like really pushing for people to donate money I think they've gotten like $600,000 already damn did Skullgirls do that bad? like the development team I think Reverge Labs was the name of the development team that made the game like that went under like that just like <laughs> shut down so like Lab Zero Games I guess is like the new name for the studio that got picked up uh, it, I, I don't think it sold badly I, I just think it it's wow. just like the development team has had like a lot of major like, setbacks with money issues and whatnot. so they're just like begging for donations it's coming to PC this summer it's coming to PC and Mac so I mean, it's... oh yeah, that's right. It came out on Xbox, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. With the way that Ed talked about the way that they release games on Xbox Live, it was marketed really poorly on mm-hmm. Xbox Live. Like most people bought it on PSN. Yeah. Well, PSN when it came out, it had a. Uh, I mean, granted, it's it it does better than Microsoft, but they don't necessarily you know have banners everywhere for games. Uh, 
but, well, that but if, if you go, fuck them harder than Sasha Gray. If you go into uh, like the PSN store, they had like this giant like uh, new PSN games. It would be like the it'd be like a giant uh, picture of Skullgirls was there. So you knew it came out on PSN. On Xbox, you might have to go through a couple movies Doctor. on Netflix and stuff like that. <laughs> Which uh, that yeah. good old Doctor. Yeah. But I like Skullgirls. It, it's definitely it reminded me a lot of Guilty Gear. Yeah. Um, that and it was just uh, I, I I sucked at it, but it was still pretty fun. So. I mean, uh, Mike Z, the the lead designer for the game, like he he's like a known tournament fighter, and like he, when he was working on this engine, you know, he he wanted like this to be like a major tournament, a major t- um presence in tournaments. So I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, and it is, you know, yeah. I mean, like, with the whole Evo thing, I mean... It, I've it, never it, heard anything bad about it. How yeah. could it not be? Yeah, it, it, and um, another thing, too, is that like, with the whole like, Evo donation thing for the eighth game, Donation Drive, it came in pretty close. I think it got $60,000, uh, $70,000 donated for Skullgirls to be the eighth game at Evo. Ultimately, Melee beat it with 100000 but... Or, you know, a lot of people really wanted it there, and Skullgirls even Skullgirls is going to have a side tournament at Evo, an exhibition tournament uh, for uh, money matches and whatnot. So I mean, it's still going to be there, and it's still going to have a huge presence. And you know, a lot of people want to see a lot of these DLC characters because, like, their designs have been released by the development team, and they look amazing. So it's, and I'm happy that it is coming to PC and Mac, and like I know they they. Even said they wanted to come to Linux as well for free, like a free Linux game. So it's that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's just what I've been doing. Been just been away. Oh, What's another it? game actually, another game that I've been playing. What you play? I find a game, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. There you go. Did you actually uh, purchase it, or you just? I purchased it at GameStop. Okay. Um, 3DS? Uh, Wii U. Wii U? Okay. Um, The thing is about it, it's just... I'm a huge fan of Monster Hunter Try. And the thing is, is that... uh, This really... It's... it's, uh, This is really mostly a glorified expansion over Try. Mm -hmm. But if you really enjoyed playing Try on the Wii, then there's absolutely... You're going to love this game. Mm -hmm. Because what they add... It's they add in a lot of content. Not not it's not necessarily a graphical leap, but it's just like what the hundreds of hours that you could put in on try on the Wii, you can put in just about double on the Wii yeah. version for Ultimate. It's just so many new monsters, so many new weapons, brand new boss battles, a, a brand new final boss battle, I believe. It's just better co-op play with friends as well because um, of the uh, the Wii U capability. So it's better online. On better online play, mm. and it's, it's it's really an awesome game. I'm thinking um, about getting it, but Monster Hunter is one of those series that's very daunting for because uh, yeah. you. I, I mean, if you're not used to the series, like if you're trying to like me, I've I've messed around with uh, a couple versions of it, but I never put the necessary time into it. And if you don't put like the necessary time, it's it's a it's a challenge just to even get accustomed to the game and, and used yeah. to the game and stuff like that. And most people I talk to about it, they they're like, I hated this game until about like the 10, 15 hour mark, and then I just got used to it and started loving it. So, 
Hey, it's a you con- liked Assassin's Creed 3, it's right up your alley. It's a commitment. Oh. <laughs> totally different. I need a uh, Monster Hunter Jr. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's cool uh, that... Ah, real Monster I do, Hunter. I do think it's cool <laughs> that uh, you could ha- transfer the save files from mm-hmm. 3DS to uh, Wii U, yeah. which is pretty cool. You mean transfer? Transfer, yes, transferring. Oh, fucking Gojima. <laughs> Stop it. Stop haunting me. <laughs> That's a real Why word, did you have to die it. and continue to haunt me? <laughs> For his revengeance, that's all. Oh. Oh. I say what you want, that game had an amazing soundtrack. That game had a fucking awesome soundtrack. Uh. It's because the ghost of Hideo Kojima made it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, probably going to be a summer pickup for me to play something over the summer. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that if you're at the least bit interested, just uh, wait for summer. Well, actually, I might pick it up uh, as soon as, you know, a couple weeks after I finish Bioshock because there's really nothing on my plate until, like, Last of Us. Uh, uh, I have Injustice. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I need, I need a game I could, like, <clears throat> have a ton of hours into, so. But, and uh, God of War, I just don't feel like playing that for some reason, so. <laughs> oh, did you beat it? No, no, I didn't even buy God of War. I, I, I've played every God of War, and I've enjoyed every God of War. And I enjoyed the demo for Ascension, but for some reason, when it comes to, like, playing, like, the full retail game of it, or even going out and buying it, I just don't want to at all i just everything i've heard about it is that it's a lesser version of god of war 3 yeah the directed dvd version of god of war yeah that there you go that's that's the other one that i've been hearing it's the dv it's the straight to dvd version so i guess i think i'll wait for a price drop on that it's the chaperone (laughs) (laughs) does it star triple h Oh god i wish instead of kratos instead of kratos chaperone <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Marine Three. Oh it's yeah. Awesome. With, 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 yeah, with Miz. I seen that at Walmart I, the other day. I, I was love, like, what? I love just the um the uh the segments that Miz and Wade Barrett have arguing about like the the Marine the Marine Three home front and the uh, dead man. <laughs> it's just just men, just boys, boys. Please, both yeah. of these are equally terrible. And then Halle Berry came out and did the rock bottom. <laughs> That uh, that excited you. I guess that movie's actually really good. Wait, what? Did that really happen? Halle Berry came out and did the rock bottom? Yeah, that totally happened. I don't watch any of this, so... She did the people's elbow, also. <laughs> and then she did a 450 splash, a la Justin didn't. Gabriel. She didn't do anything. <laughs> but yeah, um... It, That's a true story. <laughs> bottom line of it all is, is that if you, if you really enjoyed Monster Hunter Try, then... Ultimate is definitely worth all the money that you will spend on. I will say that a game did come out for the Wii U recently, and uh, now this is this this is kind of like uh, the story of the Wii U. I think as we move forward, is it's just it's just going to get ports of games that we've played six months ago. Uh, but Need for Speed Most Wanted came out. Wait, it, no, it's getting games that were ported like two years okay, ago. Also, fair enough. Uh, but Need for Speed Most Wanted just came out, and apparently that edition, like the Wii U version, is really good. Like it, it better frame rate and everything. I guess. So pick that up if you're a Wii U owner and like racing games. It's really good. So I, yeah, I, that was kind of on my radar. I wasn't yeah. sure if I was gonna look into it. I don't like racing games, but Need for Speed, fucking amazing. Well, that's Criterion, but apparently they're dead. So you know. Oh, I love their DVDs. <laughs> they do Akira Kurosawa films. <laughs> this is true. 
This is very but, true. Yeah, he also he was actually the innovator of the rock bottom, and he taught Halle Berry. No, Criterion Collection. Rock bottom. Nope. I like croutons. Nobody? No. A crouton collection? <laughs> yeah, crouton. I like croutons. No. <laughs> but that game, that game, you know, and we've talked a lot about, like, uh, you know, EA and their DLC from for whatever reasons, but that game is probably the number one example of, like, if you hate DLC and if, like, you think everything EA does is disgusting when it comes to DLC, that game is the worst. Don't call it DLC because what they're doing is not DLC. Okay, well, whatever you want to call it, that game... A fucking ripoff. That game is the worst... That game's the worst offender of it because in the world, like, the cars you drive are scattered around, so you just go up to and push a button and you start driving. You don't have to... You know, there's no in-game currency or dealerships, but a lot of cars are locked behind... Uh, like, quote-unquote DLC. So you'll go up to them, and they'll say, you know, go to the PSN store instead of drive, like most of them. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, you guys want to hear about a really good game? Since since we're in a... We're in a I want to hear about the best game. The best game. Tell me about the greatest game of all time. Something that'll really... Uh, oh, God, I can't think of a better terminology, so I'll just go with wet my whistle. <laughs> I don't know if you it guys... sounds dirty. We it, already did know, talk yeah. about Halle Berry, and she wets my whistle. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you guys survive this segment. Hopefully you guys have the survival instinct to survive this segment. But Activision's, Activision and Terminal Reality's great addition to the Walking Dead name came out this week. Walking Dead Survival Instincts, or Merle and Durrell the Game... <laughs> <laughs> Could you and and we we uh, what? Could you repeat that again? Merle and Durrell the game. You're a natural. Oh, and you know we've he talked. He did watch his NASCAR today. Yeah, I did watch my NASCAR today. Uh, we we talked about it for months now. This game was going to be bad. I mean, it's it's we knew it. You know, uh, who who who? No one here thought that ah, that game that game might be good. You know, I mean, Marcus, he, Marcus did. Oh well. Yeah. But then they, but then they said, came out and said, said it's going to be Operation Raccoon you know, City quality. Yeah, that's and then they came out and said March twenty or March twenty sixth, and then bumped it up a week, and it was just like, well, that's game over. This game's going to be unfinished and broken. And guess what? It's unfinished and 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 broken and bad and terrible and makes you cry and puts a. And regardless of what you think of the TV show or the comics or the other Walking or the Telltale version of the game, this puts a black yeah. eye on Walking Dead. In general, like this, and really, licensed game, li- uh, games from licensed product or whatever they call that. Like this is reaching this re- game reaches a new low. So bad, so terrible. The best thing I could say is there are hints. It really there, there are like some decently good ideas in here that would be really cool if this development team had time to work on the game. Uh, basically, how I see this game happening is. Uh, Activision wanted to make a Walking Dead game. Surprise, it make probably make a lot of money. Uh, Terminal Reality was strapped with the... was really... Uh, or given the opportunity to make this glorious game. So, um, just for like context, what else has Terminal Reality done? Uh, connect Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> and, and, oh. and to their credit, they did Ghostbusters, which, oh. which wasn't okay. bad. Wait, which Ghostbusters? They're the newest. They're not the yeah. PSN, the uh, full retail version of Ghostbusters. Okay, 
Which I was, was going to say, Sanctum of Slime sucked. No, not that one. The, uh, no, not that one. The, the, uh, the, the, the retail one. Yes, which wasn't bad. Which, for, to their credit, that game, that was game awesome. you know, wasn't that game bad. Was very good. Yeah, people loved that. But, yeah. uh, and then Activision came knocking and was like, hey, this game needs to be done by the season <clears throat> finale. And I could only see the faces on the people who work at Terminal Valley, like, what? This, we don't even, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this, that's like two weeks from now. Or, or, you know, at this time, probably, you know, that's like three months from now. There's no way we can make this game. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't necessarily blame the developer because they had no time. Like, what are you, what are you going to do with like five months of development time? But the game has right. interesting ideas that I would actually love to see some developer take and put into a, like, a, a zombie game that was, like, you know, fully realized. Uh, oh, the War Z. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, honestly. <laughs> this game will make you want to play the War Z, so, you know. Uh, mm. But you, you run into survivors along playing this game. This is, this is a first-person shooter, okay. But you run into survivors... Uh, you could take them with you. You can send them out on missions while you're in your mission, and then when you finish the mission, they come back or whatever. You can send them to find like f- food, fuel, ammo, health, whatever. Um, and then when you move on for mission, you select a map, and sometimes a map has uh, two choices to go to: uh, either go here or either go this route or this route. And then whichever route you don't go, the other route's locked. Out. So you can't just be like, oh, I'll go here and then go here. you got to pick one or the other, which is kind of cool. I like that. But then your car that you're in, or the cars that you get, you find keys and you can get some other vehicles, only have a certain number of seats. So you have to leave these ca- survivors behind. Which They can ride on top. Yeah. No. <laughs> which it sounds like a cool idea for like a zombie game. Like, you know, they could really have played on the consequences of like letting this person go. Because you're letting them go in this... <laughs> end of days scenario that's probably going to die you know so it could be like one guy's really good at getting health and one guy's yeah. really good at getting food and you have to decide well do i want health but or food? i mean they kind of play on that where actually they don't not like that <laughs> uh, each of these characters is good with like a certain weapon oh okay so it, you have to equip them so like this guy's with a sniper rifle you have you had to give him a sniper rifle and that just that just de- decreases the chances he'll die on the mission you send him out on but even if they die or even if you leave him behind there's no consequences there's no like little story thing saying like oh yeah he yeah, he he died way to go asshole way to go jerk there's, like there's a gameplay consequence if uh, if he's really good with the sniper rifle and you want someone well, well no because you at... can't you don't take them with you it, in your missions you're by yourself Oh. So you you tell them go find fuel, and while you're in the mission, they're off in terminal reality land, <laughs> finding termina. Sure, finding whatever you sent them out to find, and then they'll come back, and their health will be low, or they'll come back, or they won't come back at all because they'll be dead. But there's no, you know, we talked about like Telltale's Walking Dead game. Whether you love or, the, or hate the characters in there, you still feel for these characters, no matter what happens to them in in that series. You know, like Clementine, for love of God, I loved that little girl, you know? Lee, I, I felt for Lee and, and stuff like that. And even, like, Kenny, who I thought was, was a dick, like, I still felt some kind of emotion towards him. These characters, they, they're nothing. They might as well just be cardboard cutouts with no faces because that's there's just no characters to them. So if I have to leave them behind, I'm like, I don't care. And really... In be- all defense... They did look like cardboard. They did. Out. They did. Okay. Oh, they did. Um, <laughs> oh, that's what they were going for. But <laughs> yeah, really, because I'm like, the game is so short that I've 
actually have gone through. Uh, I beat it, and then for just because I was trying to get some extra trophies before I get rid of it, I went about halfway through, three fourths of the way through, with only like a. You could beat the game in like an hour. Um, I don't even take survivors with me anymore. I'm just like I'm not taking you because I don't need to take you. There's no, I don't need resources. And then, you know, when you're driving along, you when you select these different destinations, you then select what road you have to take. So back roads, highways, or streets. This is really cool. I, I a cool concept. Uh, the back roads use more gas in your car, um, but there's a higher chance that you run into camps with resources. Uh, streets are like in between, and highways use less gas, but you don't really find resources along the way. Um, the problem is, is when you do come up to a, sort, a point where you, there, the game will stop uh, stop you and be like, hey, there's a camp over here. Do you want to check it out or do you want to keep driving? Or, hey, you're out of gas. You have to get out here and find gas. All the maps that they give you for that situation are all the same, and the item placements are all the same. So, the very first time you run out of gas and you have to stop at that same generic little area and you find all the gas cans, the next time it happens, you'll know exactly where to go and what to do. <laughs> Sounds a little like Oregon Trail. Mm. <gasps> Maybe that's what Oregon Trail is. <laughs> oh, I, oh, God, I can't wait to play that fucking game. Oh. <laughs> no, Oregon Trail is actually a real thing. I'm not making that up. Somebody remade Oregon Trail with zombies. But It's a sequel to Decap Attack. Yes. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but this game... True. Is and, and you talked about a, a shitty Dreamcast game. This, I mean, this is a shitty Dreamcast game. This is what it looks like. I saw the <laughs> I saw the pictures from your review, and I wasn't sure what I was looking at. Yeah, it's a it's a basically it boils down to this. It is a game that was made in four or five months. It's obviously this is a cash grab by Activision. I mean, there's no other way. I if. You can't defend Activision on this move. Like, there's no like, oh well, maybe it wasn't a cash. No, it's a cash grab. This is that exact. It's exactly what it was because they wanted to get it out before the season finale. Because you know, Walking Dead, they wanted to make it with Daryl because Daryl, for some god awful reason, is the most popular character on the show. Really? And he's not even an actual Walking Dead character. Like yeah. in the comics, there is no Daryl. There, it just yeah, doesn't just exist. That the writers of the TV show yeah. made up. Which I mean, you know, whatever. Which, you... which was better when Frank Darabont was still around, and they actually did like some good shit with him. But yeah. Frank Darabont left for a good reason. And, and I mean, yeah, people are slowly starting to get over that show now. Yeah. Well, yep, I haven't watched it in like six weeks now. <laughs> Yeah, like they like people are just saying like nothing's going on anymore. But if this game was like a five dollar PSN and Xbox Live arcade game, I would still say, dude, that's too much. I mean, this game is <laughs> it's ten dollars too much, guys. It and like I said, I think I said it in my review. It's insulting how bad it is. Like I, it just unfinished, unfinished. There's neat ideas buried in there that again, if some like AAA developer like Rockstar were to make a zombie game, I would love to see them use that kind of stuff. Because I think fleshed out, it could be but really cool. Undead Nightmare. Yeah, they've but they don't. Made they, they didn't game. use any like the, the little neat ideas that Terminal Reality came up with in this game. I would like to use like the whole like you drive to this area, you choose like which kind of road you want to go on. There's consequences and benefits to each type of road, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, the whole like there's a kind of kind of a stealth aspect in the game, which is kind of cool. But the zombies are so fucking stupid that it doesn't really matter. You can run up to, you can literally sprint up to them. If they're facing you, you punch them once, 
run around them, and then do a stealth kill. <laughs> I mean... That sounds pretty act. badass. <laughs> Greg, I assure you, the game is not badass. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like this game has Greg mode, because that's what Greg does in real life. I mean, you could just... <laughs> you, could, killer. you could totally exploit the zombies in... It, it, I don't know. Just like it, the voice acting's bad. I mean, I guess if you like Daryl, if you if you're one of his the fanboys that love Daryl, I mean, he does. How a, bad is the voice acting? Like on a scale of one to Tommy Wiseau. <sighs> um. <laughs> da- okay, Daryl and Meryl, they play their roles decently. I guess I don't care for them on the show. So to me. The characters suck. Like they're they're just bad. I love Michael Rooker, but him playing Merle does not. Yeah, do it for I, I, me. I, it's just they're. I guess if you really love their characters, you'll like their voice acting because they they do play their parts. Like they're they're there. Um, but every other character you run into, oh my god, <laughs> terrible. I could pull kids <laughs> off of elementary recess playground to do better voice acting than these voice actors that they got. Motherfucker, you haven't played Go Home Dinosaurs. I don't want to hear your shit. That game probably... I I mean, I haven't played that, but that game... I can't imagine that game having worse voice voice acting. And just, like, the sounds, too. The guns sound awful. Just the sound of, like, you hitting a zombie in the face with a melee weapon. And I know this may sound grotesque or whatever, but it should should be a satisfying sound, you know? And it's not. You just... Production values are all time low for this once game. Once again, once again, Greg <laughs> always tells me about the sound of like when he hits people in the face with a shovel. Yeah, he's he's pretty stoked about those t- kinds of things. I haven't heard Greg say anything about the shovel. Greg, face I, actually, no. I, I want game. Greg. I, Greg, I want you to play this game. I do want you to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> you just warned him not. I know, to I know, but I kind, I kind of do, and I kind of want just someone else from from Galactic Game News to at least play at least 10 minutes of it just 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 because it's kind of like that really terrible movie that's just so bad you have to have everyone watch it because the it's room. so the bad room. <laughs> the room yeah weren't we, t- weren't we talking about that with weren't we talking about the room with I'm Megadeth I'm surprised to hear that nobody knew the room last week well, weren't we talking I, I about did, that I with didn't Megadeth the last week's episode where you guys were talking about the room Megadeth yeah, did it yeah. Oh man. We talked about. I, yeah. Oh, I have to catch up on that yeah. episode. Uh, but yeah, it's so bad that you you kind of have to be a dick and make your friends watch it. Like I do not spend money on this game, even if someone offers you money to take. I I don't even. But if pirate it, whatever. <laughs> just, is it harder to watch this game than it is Two Girls One Cup? I would rather watch the Two Girls One Cup okay. than play this game. But but then again, that video was really hot. Yeah, so it was sexy. Uh, made me made me really hungry, so it's it's cool. Um, I'm getting hungry right now. Yeah. Anybody else up for like chocolate ice cream? I am. <laughs> what the fuck? Marcus, so glad you can join us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. <laughs> uh, but no, this game is bad. Uh, you know, I'm pretty tolerant to bad games. Like I, you know, we we make fun of Operation Frankfurt City with Marcus a lot. That game was bad, but. I had some moments of, okay, I'm enjoying this, kind of, in a weird way. I, I, I was one of the few people who liked the original Two Worlds game, which was a buggy oh. disaster, but I liked it for some reason. So bad oh. games, I don't... I yeah, could play them. Pleasure. Yes, exactly. This game is just... I, 
And me and Eric actually talked the night I started playing it. And after the first 30 minutes, or it was like 45 minutes I played before I talked to Eric or something along those lines. But I was kind of like, okay, this might not be bad as we thought it would be because it showed those hints of those really cool ideas. But then after that, it's just, it just a, it's downhill, just absolute downhill. There's no story whatsoever. And when I think, you know, of The Walking Dead and stuff like that, it's <coughs> like there should be some kind of character development, character building. You should have to at least have one character that I care about in that game and then take them away from me or something. But there's nothing. There's just absolutely nothing in this in this garbage game. <laughs> And I, I'm I'm happy I'm happily I hap, I'm happy to report that this game is worse than we all thought. So there you go. <laughs> it's breaking ground. Yes, it's breaking new ground on shittiness. Oh man, next thing, next thing, I wouldn't, I, w- I really wouldn't be surprised if Activision just pulled out like a Breaking Bad video game. Movie. Oh, you know what? It, it's I'm curious to see the sales numbers on this game. I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if it sold well, but I don't it think it... sells better than the, the Telltale game, watch. Oh, my God. If you people... <laughs> uh Buy this game... And th- th- that's the thing, though, is even if someone... Let's say they haven't played Telltale's game yet. Let's say they're a bit... Like, they love the comics, they love the show, or whatever. They want to play a Walking Dead game. Let's say they walk into a, a GameStop. Which one do you think they're going to buy? If they're uneducated... They don't know. They just see two Walking Dead games next to each other. Which one are they going to buy? Um, the one that's like, oh, this is from the makers of the best game ever, Call of Duty. I'm going to get that They're going to buy Merle and Durrell the video game. <laughs> and, and didn't they talk up co-op? There's no co-op in this game. There's none. One player. I thought at one point they said this was a co-op game. Am I mistaken? Activision shitting their pants over there like, motherfucker, how did we not get co-op? <sighs> oh, man. I, I, I thought they would have forgot by now. I mean, this... Oh... So, in other words, from the way you described it, it sounds exactly like how I feel about Skyrim, where you're talking about how it was an unfinished game and everything. So, in other words, this game has potential to be Game of the Year this year. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, Because Skyrim won Game of the Year. But the game, just visually, even just looks... bad. Like, like, oh, (laughs) it's it's horrific to look at. You know? Gaming News Seal of Approval. I mean... I, I started playing it, and I, I I was like, "Hey, Miranda, my girlfriend." I, I was like, "Watch this. Check this. Check this game out." Uh, she actually, if you didn't abuse her enough, yes, yeah, dick. I, yeah, you know, she she's not she you know she plays handheld games, but she she doesn't really know a whole lot about video games. But she like, uh, I turned it on. She's like, "Oh, what is <laughs> what is wrong with that?" Miranda, I feel bad for that girl, Miranda. I'm gonna get you a number to a battered girlfriend thing. Yeah, abuse line, yeah. Uh, yes. Actually, uh, uh, this past week I did, uh, she was like, hey, can I can I uh, play a little bit of SimCity? I kind of want to see what that's about. I'm like, sure, go ahead. And she's probably put like, I don't know, 20 hours into it within a All couple right, days. So I, don't, I don't really care about and then anymore. And then, yeah, yeah this is the, f- and like, when I make my cities in SimCity, I try to be like all kind of fancy and methodical and I look over in her city. She has like three million dollars in the bank. She's making like thirty grand an hour, and I'm like, I can't even break ten grand an hour. What are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I'm just building stuff. What? <laughs> what? Because she's a better gamer than I you. guess. Better Sims. Better city builder than me. Hmm. Guys, anybody else have the idea of mutiny right now? No. Okay. 
I'm sitting here thinking mutiny. Let's get a new editor in chief. Let's bring in Miranda. But you should probably fire me for for. Actually, no. You should pray. I I could have been like, hey, Javon, review The Walking Dead. <laughs> we should have had yeah. everyone play it and review it. That would have been I think each of us should play it and have our own <laughs> review of it. It'd be a bonding experience. I mean, we know Marcus would give it an eight at least. It, I was gonna say at least. So, I mean, Greg it has great co-op. Greg, I don't know about. I mean, you give games you like five. So, I mean, <laughs> this might this might be the first ever negative score. <laughs> And Eric, I mean, you you like indie games, which indie games are notorious for having low production values. So, I mean, here you go. I mean, it's it's yeah, right let there. You, let me tell you about the low production value and all these indie games I've been playing. Who I'm just saying. Between eight bit graphics and cardboard graphics. Cardboard yeah, graphics are so difference. good. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I I started writing at an indie game place also just so I could actually be playing good games. <laughs> And then I played Go Home Dinosaurs, goddammit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. And then also, if you sprint in this game, sweat rolls down the screen. And I'm like, this is unnecessary. I don't I don't care. And, you know, it, it's... And I feel like the zombies teleport behind you at times. Yeah, that's canon. And, and, you know, I mean, I didn't know I was playing Star Trek, so... It's, it's a bad game. Don't play it. I don't care how much you love Daryl and Merle. <laughs> Don't play this game. Do you and, get you know, to wear your KKK hoods in that oh, game? Oh, God. <laughs> That's they unlo- are un- un- racist. Un- yeah, they are. No, un- unlockable costumes. Everybody there you go. Uh, but no, uh, and the, the sad thing is, and we said this a couple seconds ago, the, the fucking disgusting thing is, is that person walking into Walmart, GameStop, wherever sells games, with those two games next to each other, nine times out of goddamn ten, they're going to pick Merle and Daryl the video game. Mm-hmm. And Daryl. And... Shame on every. Well, if you're listening to this, you're I, you're not that stupid. Our listeners are smart. They know. What if they're playing this in in Walmart? <laughs> well, I highly doubt that. I mean, <laughs> it's the game that Activision's like playing their own game of in Walmart. They're like, oh my god, this is so good. Yeah. It's so much better than Call of Duty. Wink, wink. But you oh, should I, also I, pick I, up I, a, a copy. I mean, they should play our podcast in in the Walmart. Oh, oh, playing. You know, the, I thought meant playing. Oh, okay. you know, Listen, video if they have made it to episode forty six without pulling our podcast from the Walmart <laughs> speakers for for the very nice things we say about everything and them, really, uh, yeah. Then I guess whatever. But uh, bad news. One of the worst games I've ever played. So <sighs> won't be throwing that bitch a bagel. No. But you know what? I, I I think at the same time I kind of I don't appreciate games of this value. No, absolutely not. But the the lesser games, the bad like the quote unquote bad games that come out, I think it's I think it's good to play those because it makes you appreciate the better ones more. You know, and we all have our own definitions of bad and good games or whatever. But for me, you know, playing those Operation Raccoon City makes me appreciate you know the the better quality games more. Um, but that's just me. That's because if we're always playing really good games, I mean, are we ever going to be blown away by a game again? This is true. So, yeah. I, I urge all of you Fucking to... Fucking Jimmy just went all Jerry to, Springer on us. To, like, at the end of Jerry Springer, he always had those Final thoughts, thoughts, yeah. Uh, so, I, I urge all of you to, you know, if a game maybe doesn't... Don't play this game, but maybe play some of the other <laughs> not 
games that don't get 9.5s and all that stuff because it'll make you appreciate the better ones uh, in, in the long run. And, and that's why I'm just so pumped to play Bioshock this coming up this week because apparently... You know what? The, the the amount of players in the War Z is going to go up because of this. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's that's fact. So uh, whatever whatever his name is, what's the, the dude? Uh, Cutlips McGee. <laughs> so he's going to get a lot more players on his game now because uh, of Activision's <laughs> Walking Dead. Um, bad. Bad, bad news. Bad news bears. Um, I guess the only other thing that I do want to touch on very quickly is I made a point a couple episodes ago that uh, I wanted to get to the Mass Effect 3 DLC and have some kind of verdict on those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got around to... Eric, you're right. I'm not going to have it done by Bioshock. <laughs> I know. Um, but I got to oh, I got to the DLC Omega. Um, pretty good DLC. I mean, obviously, if you're a Mass Effect fan, you have it already, or there's no, it, you, you're going to get it. Um, but it's very combat heavy, so anybody out there who likes Mass Effect 2 is thinking about getting it and wanting to know about it. It's very combat heavy. Uh, it's a war to take back Omega. Uh, it's worth a play, just don't expect any heavy dialogue sequences or tough choices. How many giant Terminators? There's and no. Carrion Moss is Arya for some odd reason. Arya, she's not a. She's she's real. She's dick. She's she's a dick. <laughs> in in that Carrion DLC. Carrion Moss is bitch. But uh. Why do I know that name? Who is She's that? She's Trinity from the Matrix. Oh, okay, that's who. But um, the 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 extra character they give in Omega, the female Turian, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. She's actually a fantastic character. Yeah, so. she is a very well done. Yeah, character. and and what happens? Well, shit. There is a sad point in that. In that, well, I've probably spoiled <laughs> it, but oh well, whatever. Uh, like, it's it's until, worth a play. Yeah, up until is that already well known? <laughs> yeah. Like, up until Mass Effect 3, I did not know that there were female Turians until Garrus mentioned that he had a mom and sister. Yeah, yeah. And I think so. that I think her character was because fans were just like, hey, where's the female Turians? So. Oh, wait, we, I'm thinking of what Rex was. What are those things? Krogan. Yeah. Krogan. And up until Mass Effect 3, we didn't know if there was a female Krogan until Mass Effect 3, so... Yep. Well, because they said that there wasn't. Like, oh, well, Rex no, I mean, is the last one, and we made Grunt because of this bullshit, and Grunt's no, a piece of shit, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, they, they they mentioned that there were small pockets of, of females left, but there weren't many of them, and their, their race was dying off and whatnot, but... Uh, I'm gonna ask you a very serious, hard-hitting question. Oh, great, I can't wait for this. Can you fuck them? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, cool. No, you can't. Somehow. No, I'm, I'm sure people have made mods for the PC versions of those games to... to it's it's Mass Effect. You shouldn't need a mod. To, now aren't you supposed to be able to... To bang Rex. Um, I was going to say dip your wick in anything. Well, I mean, the Citadel DLC from all I've seen, you could pretty much romance anyone in that, so... Yep. Hell yeah, I'd be fucking Jimmy West. Yeah. Anything goes. Anything goes on the Citadel. Yeah. But yeah, Omega, uh, uh, if you're a Mass Effect fan, obviously worth a purchase, but it's not the best Mass Effect DLC I've played. And I think that's the general consensus of that one. It's. I uh, still think, honestly, I still think, this is just my opinion, but Layer of the Shadow Broker is still my favorite. Absolutely. As of now, I have not played Leviathan or the Citadel, um, but I absolutely agree with you on that right now. Uh, I liked, and I've, I've heard that a lot, too. I've liked uh, Project Overlord. I loved the story behind it, yeah, but I, like I hated that. the gameplay. <laughs> Because I hate, I, I, I hate, so I hate, I hated that stupid hammerhead thing. Is the worst okay. vehicle ever. So, yeah, I didn't like any of that. But the story behind that was very powerful. Uh, but Lair of the Shadow Broker is really good. But I heard Leviathan is really think, good. What do you think, Greg? Too. What's your favorite? Um, New Super Luigi U. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought the story in that was really compelling, but the uh, the gameplay was lacking. Um, there weren't enough dialogue trees. 
so so no one got no one got Luigi's Mansion two today. No, sad. Or Luigi's Mansion, whatever it's called. Dark nah, Moon. I'm too busy with Lego Citying. Mm. Isn't um, isn't that a 3DS game? Yes, oh, it's a 3DS yeah. game. Yes. Why did they do that? Did you know that um the original Luigi's Mansion like they had been developing stereoscopic 3D for the GameCube but they were like eh, let's not they've been, yeah they've been trying to do that with the Game Boy Advance as well they tried doing that with them but oh, they failed it was kind of awesome. just like going back to that idea they had with the original Luigi's Mansion of stereoscopic 3D and the, and you know if Luigi's Mansion were ever on the Virtual Boy you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. Kickstarter that motherfucker because <laughs> Nintendo's probably going to need Kickstarted sometime. Yeah, they're they're going to need it real soon. <laughs> Miyamoto's going to be on there like, hey, can uh, throw some bills? Can my we way? work with Kojima to make up a word for our next console? Because <laughs> it turns out Wii U didn't work out. I know, shocking. Yeah. You would think fucking you would great think, name that was. You would think Wii U would work, but no, no, uh, no. But other than the walking uh, shit, I didn't play anything. Uh, I, I downloaded I actually, the cave for free. The cave was free on PSN, ooh, so I, I downloaded that. I haven't played it yet, though. Oh. Did you know there was a porno called Night of the Giving Head? Jervon, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I, I actually did want to mention something earlier. I just totally forgot until now. Um, For anyone out there, it, it's about finding games. But um, if anyone out there is familiar with Alex Vi and his Level Up series, um, please tune in to his stream on Level Up on my Twitch because um, he's doing Rushdown Live. And Rushdown Live basically is a show uh, for basically for those who are interested the least bit into getting into fighting games. It's a completely like, brand new like a tutorial show and... You know, and Alex Vi, he's he's a legend in the fighting game series. He's he's been in the tournament scene since '95, and um, he, you know, he likes to talk about all of his war stories back in the early '90s and the Alpha Two days with Daigo and whatnot in the California arcade. He said war stories, and I thought he was like a a, a military veteran. <laughs> he's crawling through the jungles of Vietnam. <laughs> but um. I yeah, duke in people. Yep. So you said it was a tutorial series. Can I go back and watch old episodes? Yeah, yeah. Um, the first two are on YouTube right now. Just go to Level Up Series, the Level Up Series channel, and um, yeah, the first two episodes are up there. He's recorded four of them. I don't know if the three episodes three and four are on YouTube, but um, it, it, he just started this a couple weeks ago. I don't think he's going to be recording another episode for a while. He's still at He's still in Boston for PAX East because he just faced Taigo on a first to seven exhibition at Mad Cats Unveiled, which was at PAX East this weekend. So a lot of them, they're pro- you're probably not going to see a lot of like fighting game stuff until maybe a couple weeks from now. But um, it, are you going to be on there? Maybe. It, wait. No. Are you? No. No. Oh well, then I'm not watching that. Fuck that. <laughs> Get Joe Vaughn on there and I'll watch it. And um, he he also does like a lot of endless lobby stuff with um, Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Cross Tekken and whatnot. So I mean, it's 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 a really great learning experience because of all the stuff that he talks about, like a lot of the basic stuff, like footsies and character selection, and 
Footsie, don't you play that under the table? <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to talk about it, though. You just let it happen. Yeah. Because eventually, Footsie leads to other things. Enlighten what does it lead to? The birds and the bees. Chirp, chirp, motherfuckers. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> and buzz, buzz. Yep. And, and uh, another thing, too, is that, like, I, and I vaguely remember, like, reading about Alex Vi way back when, and from the from the days of when GamePro magazine was still around, and I would read about oh, man. GamePro magazine, and how he was taking over the California circuit in Southern California, and, uh, and like, New York, back when Justin Wong still lived in New York, and how, you know, evolution was still on the rise, and, well, before evolution was called evolution, I think it was Battle of the Bay, before, yeah, it's another TNA name, Battle of the Bay. <laughs> well, ev- evolution wasn't that the stable name of like uh, Triple H and like Batista or something uh-huh. like that? And Randy Orton. Triple H, Ric Flair, <laughs> Batista, and Randy Orton. Uh, yep. With Motorhead also doing the music for that. <laughs> evolution yep. is a mystery. <laughs> something, 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 something. <laughs> it's and the that. Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You were going good. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you know, I was getting into it. Yeah. I actually like Motorhead. Who who doesn't? Tristan. Who doesn't? I don't know. Greg. People without fucking souls. No, Greg <laughs> loves Motorhead. He has Motorhead tattooed on his face. I know what it is. He knows. Yeah. But um yeah, like just catch Rushdown Live. It's um he usually updates his Twitter as to when he's gonna be streaming the next episode, so just boycott it. <laughs> There's no Jovan. We want Jovan on it. I'm not watching it until Jovan's on it. I'm serious. <laughs> sure? You sure? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I want you to be on there. You're one well, of my I, favorite people I'd in the to, world. I'd if have you're to not play. on there, then it doesn't matter. I'd have to fly to SoCal for it, but you know. So what? Do it. Eric will pay for you. He's making money now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, it's an awesome show. If you're the least bit interested in getting into finding games, it's a lot of tutorial stuff. It's a lot of it's a lot of advice as towards to a character selection and what to do and how proper movements are executed and whatnot. Do they so explain like frames and stuff like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, they explain for well. I mean, if you think you understand fighting games, just yeah. listen to a like a, a tournament player talk about fighting games. You have no idea. <laughs> yep. It's yeah, a lot. I've, I've listened to plenty of people try to explain fighting games, but it's never really clicked. It's because they probably haven't played Shaq Fu. <laughs> That's the thing is the thing is about it is that you would have to see it in action. You would have to see. The execution, the proper executions in action and button inputs, then you would have to listen to them, explain what you just saw. If you're just listening to them talk about, it, you're not you're not going to get anything. Yeah, just because the terminology is so complex, and it, it it takes a lot. It takes a lot of like effort, just because this is a genre that's so intricate and it's just so much in depth. That you know, I, I, it, a lot. Of, it turns off a lot of people. 
a lot of people esoteric is the word I would use yeah I was thinking shmup (laughs) was it shmup or shmup it was shmup 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 the guys at indie game HQ just to make it so I don't puke in my mouth say shump 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 Eric, we have a special little thing for the break, don't we? Do we? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. My, the Jesus fucking Nicholas uh, interviews out finally. Yeah. Like, no. So, so during the break, we will treat you with Eric sitting down with uh, Nicholas, the creator of Knit Underground. Yes. Yeah. Yes, all. Connect Underground. Connect Underground. Connect Underground coming exclusive. It's better with Kinet. Yeah, it's better with Kinet. Everything's better with Kinet. So uh, enjoy that, and we will be back uh, shortly thereafter for some news. No, we won't. We won't be back. Probably not. Every once in a while, there's a game that can truly amaze somebody. That can make even a gigantic man break down into tears. A game that can be considered a real masterpiece. Every once in a while, those ideas come from one man's obviously brilliant mind. That man is Niklas Niflis Nigrin, <laughs> which is hard to say. <laughs> yeah. But, but welcome. Oh, thank you. I know we uh, recorded once, but uh, hopefully this one's a lot different than the last one. There were some issues before, and I wanted to make it right. Hmm. So hopefully we can do that this time. Um, thank you so much for Kneet Underground because you're welcome. Uh, it was an amazing adventure uh, that I got to go on, and you were there to guide people through that adventure. Uh, what made you decide to put yourself into the game? Um, it's uh, I'm not sure where I first got the idea. I think it had to do with like the ending of the game that because it's kind of a weird personal story that's more about like exploring like my own view on the world and stuff it would be appropriate to like uh, make my own characters debate with me and like what what the game meant but I also wanted to make myself kind of like this asshole who like didn't really bother to make a nice ending, so the other characters had to fix that for me. Oh man, you didn't you didn't come off like an asshole though. Ah, too bad. Just, it came off really funny though. There's something uh, awesome about ending a level, and all of a sudden you show up and you're like, boom! And there was a big explosion. <laughs> it was just um, really funny. I I was. I was blown away by the fact that I'd seen you in the beginning of the game, and I figured this was just a little isolated thing where we wouldn't see you again. You just wanted to explain. But seeing you at the end, it's like, okay, so he is actually telling us this story, and he is guiding us through this adventure through uh, a girl who I was pronouncing her name me. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, I was pronouncing it me because it was supposed to be me playing that character. And quickly you start to realize she has no voice. No. Everybody's talking to her, but she's not saying anything back. And as time progresses, you figure out she had no voice. What was the reasoning behind that? 
I think I've always, because all of my games pretty much uses the silent uh, protagonist, uh, it's uh, this kind of game thing that you see in so many games. And I fig figured that it would be interesting to uh, actually use that somehow, because normally you would just assume that it's because, uh, yeah, it's just like a game thing. But instead, it's like this thing that she actually doesn't speak and have to like deal with the consequences of that too, and like people treating her um, according to that as well, which uh, makes her life slightly more complicated. Mm-hmm. That's that. That was like something that you could really notice because it seemed like at some points in times, some of the characters were trying to make decisions for her. And they were always trying to figure out what she wanted, but it seemed like they could always figure it out. Yeah. And there's an amazing, uh, th there will be some spoilers in this, but it kind of, I feel like there has to be in some <laughs> instances. Sure. There's a dream sequence. Oh, and yeah. And she's, she's trying to find her voice. She's like, no, don't wake me up now. I'm almost going to find my voice. Yeah. And... That was something that I just it it hit me. It hit me really hard. I was like, "This is really amazing." Like, what one of the things that I've always wanted to do is work with people with disabilities. Hmm. And sure, it's not completely a disability, but she's mute and she's trying to find her voice. So it was one of those things that really touched me. Uh, the fact that you took the usual silent protagonist and put a new spin on it, I think that's one of the best things about that character herself. Oh, thanks. Don't thank me. Don't <laughs> thank <you. laughs> no, no, I'm just happy that you like it. I, I truly love it. Um, had it come out this year, I no doubt would know for sure that it would be in the Game of the Year contention. The fact that I didn't even know that it had come out last time I I had spoken to you was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I I, feel, I felt really sad about it afterwards because it's one of those things that people definitely need to experience. And I don't know if a lot of people seemed... I don't know how if people know how to approach you. Because your games are so artistic that I'm afraid that people might think that, oh, he's an artsy-fartsy guy and we don't want anything to do with that. But you're a very approachable, nice gentleman, and I feel like more people need to try to approach you to really get a grasp on what you're doing because you're doing something so right that a lot of people aren't able to hit. Hmm. It's um, playing some of your other games. I've always liked what you've done. But they were never as mind-blowing as this. They were never as big as this. Huh. Like, this told a whole story that was narrated in such a great way that was really trying to get you to connect with the character, and it didn't seem like it was something you were forcing upon people. Oh. It, it really seems like... Um, it comes naturally to really fall in love with this character. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you enjoy. 
I feel like I'm I might be kissing your ass a little <laughs> bit too much, but God. Um The second chapter, you it completely changes upon the, the whole structure of the game it seems. Yeah. Where all of a sudden you take control of I believe it was called Bob. Uh yeah, at least Rob calls him that. Yes. Or her. Yes. I'm yeah, not, I was not gonna sure say, which. and then it turns out not exactly a him, but I believe he called him little guy at one point in time, or at least it seemed like it was. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, pro- I probably am. No, he, uh, he, uh, Rob specifically assumes that it's a he for some reason. Now, when changing into that, what made you decide to take Chapter 2 and throw it into the form where you're playing as the ball? Um. So basically, the main mechanic of the game is uh, the switching between the ball and me. But uh, uh, what I did realized when I needed to, when I did game testing was that uh, so uh, there were a lot of complicated moves, and if I gave people control to of both characters at the same time from the start of the game, they just wouldn't figure out how to like solve most puzzles so I basically needed a way to train like let the player try both the different characters before combining their powers to have a chance to uh, understand them because after the first two chapters I open up the entire world and make the game non-linear so from the point of chapter 3 I cannot longer control where people will go or in what order they will uh, see the different challenges in, which is why I had to be absolutely sure that the player gets all the mechanics when chapter 3 starts. So in a way, chapter 1 and 2 is like two different tutorials for the two different characters, but I also wanted to uh, try to make it part of the game story and such. I, I think that that was one of the best things about Underground was the level design. I never felt lost, even when I needed to bring up the map, which really reminded me of like the old Metroid or Castlevania maps. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like there was always a way that I would find the way, either accidentally, like just by rolling down into that where I needed to go, or I would just know. There was just a way to know what you had to do. And I think that the big reason for that was the fact that without actually giving a tutorial, you showed the player how to exactly play that game. And it was never one of those things that actually made me stop and think, oh, I'm playing a video game. It was me feeling like I'm experiencing a story. And that's one of the coolest things that you've been able to do, is this isn't just some video game. This is a story that I'm telling you, I being you, uh, I don't know why I'm you, (laughs) but you're telling us a story, and we may be controlling it, but we're experiencing it through the gorgeous environment, which... Are those pictures that you took that you put into the background? Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I would say I take, took most of them myself, but I also got tons of help from uh, my community and uh, some friends who uh, really wanted to help out and uh, uh, sent me lots of cool pictures too, like the entire area with uh, that's just designed out of food is uh, this girl Paula from my forum who captured all those photographs and then uh, like a, lo a lot of the small characters in the game uh, are by this guy named Pavel or pa Pavel, not sure how it's pronounced too. Uh, so although I would say I captured most photos and made most graphics myself, I got tons of help too at the same time. I think that the thing with the pictures, the only reason why I knew anything about that was I had seen another interview with you when you were still designing the game. Yeah. Had I not known about that, I would have never known that they were pictures. I would have just figured that this was somehow a design that you had used. They fit so well. Yeah, thanks. And yeah. with the storytelling there's that whole thing with the pictures but the fact that the whole time you're playing there's not always music playing it's usually just ambient noises but when the music starts playing it hits at the perfect moments and I'm, I don't know people are probably getting tired of hearing me say perfect over and over <laughs> again but I've given the game a perfect score for a reason you did it right every single time and that was the thing that made me end up in tears was not because of the story itself, because you just seemed to get it. You had the music play at the exact right moments, in the exact right environments. And something about that really puts you in a really happy place. It makes everything melt away on the outside. And this is probably one of the games that normally I wouldn't go back to but when I'm having a bad day, this is probably a game that I'm going to go back to, and I'm going to play it just because I know the kind of happy place that it puts you in. Hmm, thanks. So, how how did you do that? Like you're, it's I'm almost talking to you like you're a magician, but in a lot of ways, what you did is very magical. Yeah. Um, uh, as. Uh, for the process itself, I would say uh, it's like I, I improvise a lot of the game development a lot. Uh, I rarely know exactly what I'm going to do the day after, uh, but rather just I kind of just sit down and look at the world map in the editor and then I kind of like look around and look for a place where that kind of give, gives, me, gives me some idea how I can just expand it. It's uh, very random. Like my development is based on like I set up a framework, like a bunch of rules how I want the game to be. Then I just spend most of my time in improvising content within those set of rules. And uh, uh, I'm usually inspired by like different things. Sometimes it's just like uh, yeah, a, a concrete example, for example, is uh, my friend Julie in Copenhagen took me out to... I asked if she could show me some interesting place where 
we could photograph um, some uh, pictures for my game. And we found this kind of like fact factory area with some leaves, but they were like, the leaves were in some like polluted factory sort of stuff. So they had this kind of gray uh, stuff on them. And, uh, and that's kind of like gave me this weird feeling that I try to like capture in the game while using those uh, while using the photographs themselves if that makes sense oh it makes it makes plenty of sense especially when you're when you're playing the game itself it really makes sense and nothing felt out of place so you taking those photographs and making it work i would have never thought that, that something like that could work in any game because it's usually such different styles like, oh, we're bringing in the realistic sense into something that has a cartoon vibe to it. It's like, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm sure you've probably seen oh, that yeah. movie. It's, it's like that. Like, you know that it can't be real because there's cartoons interacting with humans. But you want to believe. With Knit... I'm saying it the American way again. <laughs> Good job. Um, with Knit Underground... It never feels like those pictures are real and taking you out of the experience itself. It, You've figured out a way to mix those together into a really harmony-filled environment. Like, I don't know, this. I, I don't know exactly how I'm trying to say this, which is the sad part, but it just fits together so well. Thanks. And I would have to sit, I, I really need to ask you after seeing all this how long did it take you to make underground um, the developing the entire game took uh, us about two and a half years and uh, during the first year I pretty much only did level design uh, and I had the help from uh, uh, two friends, Agneta and uh, Rickard, who each worked with me three months to do awesome level stuff. And then uh, second year, I worked on uh, stories uh, and uh, characters and uh, music and got a lot of help from my community with uh, and a bunch of friends there too. Uh, one named... Uh, yeah, Jan did a lot of music who has also helped me with Saira. And uh, there's, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's cool people who helped me out. And then, yeah, the last half year or something, uh, I just polished it up and like added in the last content and things. Hmm. I'm actually... I. I wasn't sure how long it had taken you because it, it just uh, it, you could tell it was a labor of love and it was one of those things where I was like he's made so many of these maybe he made it really quick <laughs> no. and then as you play it you figure out that's not the case the, I guess the, I managed to make a really nice editor which really speeded up development uh, 
I made an editor where I can actually see the animation in the editor itself. I don't have to try it in the game to see all the scenery animate. And uh, I think I spent like a few weeks to get that to work. But when I had that, it, I could work much faster with level design than I could in any of my previous games. And I think that helped a lot. How did you learn how to develop and to... Um program a game? Uh, I started out with uh, click and play because when I was probably like 14 or 15 my parents bought that to me and then I somehow managed to follow the same company's uh, development tools. They have created uh, the Games Factory and uh, Multimedia Fusion which I use now and uh, it's a quite simple tool and I'm uh, pushing it very hard to actually be able to do this kind of games in it. So, but I guess uh, I started out with a really easy tool and uh, I guess I would recommend a lot of people to do the same, basically, to start out in like Game Maker or Unity or Multimedia Fusion. It's Then there's not that hard programming threshold to get over in the beginning. Yeah, I see a lot of people um, starting out with Unity now. Uh, there's been a huge flood yeah. of people creating games with Unity. Uh, last year we saw Slender, which got huge, and then that's where a lot of other people started learning about Unity. Yeah. Uh, Slender was another one of those games that was extremely uh, minimalistic, yet the scariest thing I had ever played in my life. Um and then a lot of other people are using RPG Maker, which has been around forever. Have you ever messed around with RPG Maker? No, I, I haven't really wanted to create that type of game. I think RPG Maker isn't that like always command-based battles, right? I I believe so, for the most part. I know that they have opened it up a little bit more as it goes on. I mean, it's been around for probably around 20 years now. Yeah. No, I really... And they've expanded. I really want to, at some point, create, uh, like, an RPG or something like that, but it would probably be more action-based. Like... So, probably not going to see you creating a military shooter, then? No. Oh. <laughs> that's... That's, uh... No, that's not really sad. Unless I can come up with a really weird reason to do it, and it wouldn't be like a traditional one if I did. <laughs> I, uh, I hope to never see that. <laughs> There's so many of them. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I think that's a, a big part of what's turned me off of AAA games. I've been completely turned off from them. And within that time period since I... Stopped with a lot of AAA titles. I mean, I still play a couple. But I've learned about people like you. I've learned about people like Edmund uh, McMillan. Yeah. I've learned about Megadev. And, you know, there's there's a couple of others that I feel like are doing it better than a lot of the others. And I think a lot of that has to do with either using tools that people have become accustomed to over time and really pushing it to their limit or creating something by programming it yourself and like um, by 
adding to those tools that are already given to you. I think that it takes a really creative mind to put those things together. How hard was it, though, for you to actually program these things for people that are looking to get into programming games and designing games? How long did it take you to get to a point where you were actually really satisfied with what you were doing? I think... uh... Uh, I am. A, I was actually pretty satisfied quite early. Okay, so my biggest mistake was that when I started out, I tried to make like these huge RPGs that I could never finish, uh, which is a bit uh, of a typical like uh, a mistake as a game developer if you're self-taught and haven't studied it. A lot of people start out with massive projects and that they can never finish, but. When I did realize that I should create something really small, I think I uh, limited my games to what like my skills and abilities allowed me to do for the time being. So, and I think that worked out. Like uh, my first Knut game, for example, is it works because it's so minimal, and uh, uh, instead of like trying to uh, trying to do something way too complicated. I tried to do something simple with like what I knew how to do. So I think it's mostly a question of like progressing like slow enough or like of course it's great to learn all the time but also to kind of like try to make something nice with with your current set of skills and save like the other ideas for when you get better or something. Mm. So basically it's good to learn, but it's also a really good thing to be able to teach people so they can learn. Yeah, I guess. At least that's what I'm gathering. Um, when it comes to your games, what inspired you? Um, it's very different for every game I've done. Um, We've got plenty of time. Go ahead and tell me. Yeah. (laughs) I guess uh, in case of Knit, the first one was mainly like nature and uh, like beautiful places. Uh, I I just wanted to create a place where I would really like to be. And uh, I think Knit was not very long after I played Ico the first time, which was... Uh, which is an amazing game in the way that it's like removed so much from what you expect a game to be like it removed it has almost no music and almost uh, like no no weapons or upgrades or things like that it's uh, so simple and I wanted to try the same thing to create something with like as little like unnecessary content as possible, so so I guess Knut is an inspiration. Knut is inspired both by eco and uh, nature and places that I love and like color palettes that I think are beautiful. Uh, as for uh, like Knut Underground instead is uh, very different in the way that in, it's inspired by. Uh, I could say I've had a bit of like an existential 
not crisis, well, a bit like crisis, like lots of existential questions and have uh, changed the way I view my world one. But rather than coming to a lot of conclusions, it's more like that I've just asked more questions or something like get a lot more confused when it comes to understanding how the world works. And I wanted to create a game where I tried to figure that stuff out a bit and try to deal with it, but it just got me more confused instead, which is why the game never re reaches a conclusion either. Uh, uh, then there are games like Fink or Fire Nuclear Crocodile Killer that's more inspired by Super Mario Bros. 2 and uh, like my childhood games. And when I created that, I was kind of I was exhausted by big projects. I just wanted to do something silly for a while. So it's different for every game. The fact that you just said that you had a game inspired by Super Mario 2 is amazing to me because. It seems like a lot of Americans aren't really into Super Mario 2. I think it's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it is... It's probably my second favorite Mario game. I, I like the third one, and then the second one. Yeah. I, I like them all, obviously. I mean, it's Mario. They are fantastic. I grew up on Mario. Yeah. You have to like Mario. <laughs> yeah. Um, What are you currently playing? Because that's one of the things that... I'd like to understand is what kind of games you play in your free time. Um, well, I guess I could start up Steam and have a look. Uh, I played Proteus, uh, which is just so amazing. It's Proteus is one of those games that I was explaining to somebody that I, I believe I said, you played the Kinect games, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, it's that, but in first person. <laughs> like, it really feels kind of like that because there's, you're just experiencing. Yeah, it's yeah, Proteus is like one of my favorite games ever, and I think it's gonna uh, probably influence me a lot in uh, my future games. Uh, I'm a big fan of Journey too. I've played Journey way too much, and uh, that's that is. Hilarious. I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, I was talking and explaining to somebody why I gave Kanid Underground a 10 out of 10. And they were like, what is it like? And I was like, for some reason, it really reminds me of a 2D side-scrolling journey. <laughs> okay. And I, I usually, I really don't like to compare games too much. But... That's the only way that I could explain your game. I, I was... It really seemed a lot like that, in the way that your character wasn't speaking, but yet had a way to communicate. Hmm. And then, uh, then I guess on my collection of games I really, really, really like, there's always, like, uh, Hotline Miami, oh, yeah. which is uh, a lot like Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's totally like that. I mean, you know how many times I held down a guy and slit his throat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it's... Uh, uh, I really love Hotline Miami. It's just this... It's... Uh, uh, because game violence is so cliche, and that game just does something so different with it. It's like the old Grand Theft Auto games. 
if you took the old Grand Theft Auto games and put them with Grand Theft Auto Vice City, yeah, and added a really good soundtrack to it, it's like that. Yeah, but it's something about how how like uh, the game kind of makes makes me question like what am I even doing in this game? This is just wrong, mm. and. Uh, and not a lot of games does that, like how I feel really bad about doing stuff and feel like, feel bad about the fact that I'm really enjoying this. Mm -hmm. I think that's very well done. It's like, uh, like Manhunt a little bit. Um, I haven't played that. I don't know that. if you guys ended up getting Manhunt because it got banned in a lot of places. I haven't played that. Uh, I, I don't think Sweden does stuff a lot. Yeah, I, uh,. Manhunt was a game from Rockstar Games, and over here in America, there was a there was a school shooting in December, hmm. and um, the kid that ended up going into the school, he was a twenty-something-year-old man, and he killed a bunch of six to ten-year-old children, yeah. and they completely skipped over the fact that he had taken his mom's assault rifle and completely skipped over the fact that he was mentally challenged and blamed everything on video games. Okay. And uh, they said that it was Mass Effect that had really trained him how, like Mass Effect out of all games with its laser pistols and aliens. Yeah. Um, but with that game, they called it a murder simulator. And that game's not a murder simulator, obviously. But Manhunt was. Manhunt was a game that you're not a super-powered man. You're hiding in the shadows. You're smothering people with plastic bags. You're stabbing them in the face with knives. Ouch. It was... And I played that game when I was, like, 15 years old. Yeah. And it gave me nightmares. And I still feel bad to this day, 10 years later, well. feeling really sick about the fact that I ever played that game. Because I'm a pretty non-violent guy. Right. So... That right there, like, Hotline Miami doesn't affect me like that because I've played horrible games like that. Like, with oh. Hotline Miami, there's something satisfying about it, but not because you're killing people. It seems like it's because of the puzzles in it. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess the gameplay in it is actually quite amazing. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a fast-paced puzzle in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh... I didn't mean to interrupt you and go on a long <laughs> diatribe. What else have you been playing? Um, one of the last ones I played was uh, Little Inferno. Mm. Which is... Uh, the funny thing about that game is uh, I checked reviews on it and uh, so uh, like World of Go, which is created by the same guys, apparently got better reviews. And of course World of Go, World of Go is an amazing game. But I just prefer Little Inferno so much more because it's like much more experimental and uh, has this uh, great story that you wouldn't even expect in the game. And uh, I really think that everybody should check it out. Yeah, that's that game's been on my list to play for a while. Um, I'm currently completely broke, or else I would have bought it. It's, I believe it's on sale right now. At the time people are going to be hearing this, I believe it'll still be on sale oh. uh, for $5, I think it is right now. Yeah. So, 
it looks like something that people really need to play. I I will get it one day eventually yeah. in the in the future. But it, yeah, it seems like what you're playing is a lot of uh, a lot of what you make, like yeah. with the way that there's not a whole bunch to it. There's not a whole bunch of a uh, just throwing random enemies at you and nonsensical storylines. It seems like a lot of what you play is a lot like what you make. Yeah, in a way. Like, I really like games that has a lot of atmosphere and... Uh, I think I especially like games that can, can like be a place where I want to be, if that makes sense. No, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I completely understand that. That's uh, that's why sometimes I like to go and I like to visit uh, Just Cause 2. Ah, uh, yeah, I haven't played that. Oh, you! if you love the environments and you love the wacky things that can happen, this is the game. Like, it supposedly has a story, but there's barely any story there. Right. You're kind of like a super-powered guy with a, a grappling hook that can reach far-off lengths. Uh, I like grappling hooks. Oh, you would love Just Cause 2. Uh, the environment is beautiful. It's probably The game's probably about uh, three times the size of Skyrim. Oh. And looks better than Skyrim. And on PC, that's even more so. Like, it is beautiful. The things that you can do in it would blow your mind, um... I was flying an airplane in it, and I dove out of the airplane and dove all the way to the ground onto the top of a car, yeah. or, or I grapple hooked onto the top of the car, and the police blew up the car, which made me pull my parachute and then fly to a boat and take the boat. Uh. Like, all in one go without ever touching the ground. So, it's, it's that kind of game. I think that that's a game that you should really play. I think you'd love it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yes, I made a good, I made a good deed happen today. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. There's so many things that I want to ask you that I'm, I'm becoming scatterbrained on. <laughs> that's probably the, uh, an, an attribute to uh, my ADHD. Unfortunately, I have horrible attention problems, um, <laughs> which, you know, that's uh, one of those things that doesn't seem to affect me when it comes to gaming, though. Huh. Have you ever thought about completely changing the way that one of your game's stories plays out? Like, um, with the Kinect games, have you ever thought about changing them from a 2D side-scrolling game to possibly kind of like Proteus, how you said that that could inspire you for your next title. Have you thought about taking one of those games and turning it into a first-person game where you're experiencing the world, or do you think that that might be something that would be better suited for a new project? Um, maybe I... I'm... I really want to do 3D stuff, um, but I would probably do a new project instead. I do have some ideas, some 3D ideas that I really want to try out, but I don't think I could take one of my existing games and make it into a 3D game. 
that is really good to hear <laughs> because I think a lot of people, um, a lot of developers I've spoken to seem to think that if something they did didn't work out for the other people, they are going to change it in a way that will grab their attention more. I, I think that a lot of it is based upon the way that they want success. Do you seek success as people accepting your games, or is it something that it's just because you love it that you find it successful? Um, I guess it's a mix of lots of stuff. Like, it's it's a bit complicated. Uh, on one way, in one way, I of course I want to create the kind of games I want to do myself. I cannot do like market research and come up with like base my next project on what kind of uh, like what do the people want me to make next. Uh, that would make no sense whatsoever to create a game like that. But on the other hand. Uh, um i really of course i'm i'm really happy if uh, if people like my games because after all i i build the game so i don't mainly only like make the games for what i want to experience but also what i want the player to experience if that makes sense like if if i can make the game feel a certain way for me uh I want to ensure that the player will also feel the same thing when playing the game. And uh, to me, it's still also a big deal that the player will have similar experiences as I intended. And when people can get that and like that, then I'm very happy. Then, then of course, I'm. on the other hand, I'm not like... I don't think that everybody has to like it. In uh, Knit Underground, for example, the... Uh, the storytelling isn't very traditional. It's not built like in a classic game, and uh, it's definitely not a thing that everybody gets, and uh, or that everybody likes. But then, I don't consider it that important that everybody didn't get it or like it. But I'm really happy that there are those who do, and that's kind of all I need, really. And then finally, there's the aspect of like money. Uh, I really want to do games full time, so obviously it's kind of important that I can sell the games too. It's like I'm not really a business person. Like money is really boring, and I don't really enjoy making money. But I have to consider consider that part too. So so I don't so I can spend more time on games instead of like having a job on the side that kind of limits my time and where I can go. So that means that people should really go to Steam Greenlight and vote for Knit Underground on there. Yes, please. I, I would actually <laughs> love that. There will be a link in this... Uh, in this, this will be inserted into the podcast. There's going to be a link down there. and uh, You guys need to go click on that and you need to vote for it because... This is a game that more people need to experience, and Steam is a very good platform for people to find things that they should be playing. So please, please, please vote for that, because more people need to see this. It is... 
a true experience, unlike a lot of the other happen. games out there right now. Um, I have one more question for you. Sure. If you could work at any bigger company, if you'd ever want to, what bigger game company would you want to work at? I don't actually know. I I don't think it's it's probably not my thing to. I I don't know what kind of thing I would do for a big company. It's like unless they want to create a really small game. So that is the same answer that I have gotten from every other interview. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's I I, I like hearing that. Yeah, but I, I think it makes sense. Uh, I mean, some it comes down so much to to what you want to do. Like a a specialist who's like an expert at like this one thing to make amazing textures and like put textures and stuff. For that person, it's uh, a big game company is just the right thing. And uh, but uh, because I'm this kind of like I'm not an expert in anything. I'm. I'm not even a super good programmer. I'm not a super good graphics guy. Uh, I can do music and I can do a bit of everything. And I think a person just like me just, I think I would probably not be capable enough in each area to actually work for uh, like a AAA company. I'm just not that good. But on the other hand, when you put my skills together, I can do a lot of things, and I think that's why it's so perfect for me to run a really small game thing instead, where I can create like smaller, more like more personal games where maybe not all the content is perfect, but it's it's really me. If it makes sense, yeah, something like that. That makes perfect sense. It's uh, in in such a weird. In a weird way, it really makes a lot of sense because I think that's what I've gathered from most of the developers that I've spoken to is that they would rather create their own thing than just be a piece of a team. They want the credit for what they're doing, and a lot of those other people don't get the credit for what they're doing. Yeah. I think that on the one other... of the few companies that does that is actually Valve. And Yeah, those are great. But I don't... That... I don't want to put any value into which is actually better. Like, I'm not saying that it's better to be a small guy like me and doing lots of stuff myself or being a specialist for a big company. So I don't, like, put any moral or value in what is better. It's just, like, this thing I'm doing works best for me. I think that you might be wrong. I think that uh, after playing Underground, I think that you're wrong. I think it is completely best for <laughs> you to do your own thing because you did it. You did it right, and you gave an experience that a lot of people have never gotten to play a game like that or experience a story like that. So keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, don't don't ever change the way that you go about things because you're doing it in the right way that a lot of the other developers I've spoken to have all talked about one of their favorite games that they've played being Kneep. Oh. So, so it's uh, 
you're, you've got like a, a, a cult legacy to you, so the, apparently, you know, you're doing something right. You're like, uh, you're like Batman of the indie game scene. I love Batman, so I think that's definitely a good thing to be Batman. In in my words, it's good to be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, where can people find you? Where can people find your games? Where can people buy your games? And where can people interact with you? Uh, Basically, uh, Google Niflas, and you will find my website. It has a slightly weird uh, address, but just Google Niflas. And there's also a community forum, uh, my website links to it, uh, where uh, I spend some time. And uh, there's also a whole bunch of really cool people there who helps me out with my games. Like, you wouldn't believe how Knut Underground would be without them. Like... Uh, there would be hundreds of like hundreds of grammar errors and like spelling errors and uh the game would not have a lot of lot of its graphics and uh, music and stuff so uh there you can interact with me and people who have helped me out a lot excellent anywhere else um not that i know of you should get a Twitter. Oh, yeah, I do have Twitter. Oh. oh. What is your uh, Twitter handle, if you want to give that out? Ah, it's my uh, full name, Niklas Nygren. Excellent. All right, well, then, that will conclude this interview. I guess uh, back to the normal podcast. Thank you very much once again. Yeah, thank you. And we are back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, we're back with some news. There's no news. All right, that's it. Bye. 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 I, I guess since the last time we did uh, this podcast, the biggest news was uh, uh, EA CEO John Rigatello stepping down. Jimmy's real father. My real father. Uh, yeah. Anyone want to comment on that? I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really see how this is a bad thing. <laughs> I don't see how this is a bad thing. It's it's not a bad thing because they're a publicly traded company, and it. I don't think that it was like a EA themselves were like, oh, we better get rid of John. <laughs> I think it was more along the lines of, oh, stock prices are dropping like crazy. Time to jump fucking ship. Revolt. Their oh, stock prices ship. went up after he left. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because the fucking people that are invested were like, oh, we got our way, he's gone. It's just, it, it's just, it, it seems like this is a weird timing, I guess, with everything, or, no, I guess not weird timing, but it's just, it just adds to the EA shitstorm that's going on for the past yeah. two months, so. I mean, initially I thought that his leaving had something to do with SimCity's. No. Launch. No way. Hey, SimCity still sold over a million copies, so... Yeah. You yeah. Know. It's because, like... Uh, and I apologize beforehand, but it's true. Gamers are dumb. Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about how they're gonna buy that Walking Dead game. <laughs> so... Yeah. 
gamers are just dumb sometimes. Well, that, no, I, you okay? You got it. Okay, the thing is, is like I think the majority of gamers don't look into what they're buying before they buy it. That that's that's a thing. We're all guilty of it. I think all of us have done that at least at some point. The thing though is, SimCity is a huge franchise. Yeah, we haven't had a proper one for ten years, but that is a huge PC franchise. <laughs> well, we still haven't had a proper one. Yeah. So. Well, it, it, regardless, it, regardless, it's a new SimCity. <laughs> if you didn't think that thing was going to sell well, then I, you're dumb because that it, people love SimCity. There's and other problems with that fucking No, SimCity, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? the no, the problem not a, is not only does it not work right, it's also not a game that somebody wanted. Exactly. No, I'm I'm but I'm but like the 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 casual SimCity players who maybe don't play other video games and just maybe they walk into a store they're like, "Oh, I remember playing SimCity. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and buy this." They're not they don't check before. They just see SimCity and they're going to buy it. It's SimCity. Just like, I mean, the same thing could be said for, like, a, a new Halo game that was, like, always online or had uh, had big problems and just no one knew because they just walked in the store like, oh, Halo, I, I like Halo, I'm going to buy that. It's saying the same thing, so. Yeah, but that also, I don't know. I, that's, I don't know. I, I just did you expect SimCity not to sell well, though? Did you really expect it not to sell well? I expected it especially to sell especially than it with has. the first couple review sites putting reviews up saying like 9.5s like a week before yeah, was, did you do you really do you, I mean like I said most uh, people most gamers don't look before they buy they buy a game play it go on IGN see that they didn't give it the score they thought it deserved and then bitch about it that's what they do you gave it an 8 that's so low <laughs> same thing with Diablo 3 although SimCity's launch was much worse. <laughs> yeah, it, it got increasingly worse as the days went by. They disabled Cheetah Speed. How do you do that? That's essential to that game. Yeah, yeah them also being like, well, um, maybe someday we'll put in a single player mode. And then, like, here's these modders that are actually making it possible. They're like, oh, it wasn't possible. Like, they told us it wasn't possible. So they didn't put it in there. And then, like, fucking modders figure out it's right there in the code. Like, you, they're fucking... And how they said like o- offline play for SimCity was not in their vision. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, their vision was for this to be online all the time and offline. They should have just called the game SimCity Online. Yeah. What a bunch of okay. Here we go. This is what I can say. What a bunch of twat horses. <laughs> there. Thank, thank you, Megadev, for that word. It is a beautiful word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're fucking dumb. Like. Fucking EA. God damn it. I know. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody hates EA. But yeah, everybody hates EA because they're stupid fucking horrible decisions and terrible fucking business practices. God damn it. How do you outdo AT&T all the fucking time? <laughs> For a fucking reason. God damn it. I'm starting to rant. But fuck. EA, you fucking suck balls. The only thing good that you've done. Yes, I'm fucking going there. The only good thing that you've done is give Cly Entertainment a fucking chance. And thank you for that, because they released some really good names. Too bad they're hampered by the fact that your name's on it. Ooh. It's just Shank. <laughs> and Mark of the Ninja. No, Mark of the Ninja was Microsoft. Yeah, Mark of the Ninja. It was just Shank. That's all EA published from Cly Entertainment. I believe they also did Shank too, and I think that their name is somewhere on Mark of the Ninja. If not, if then fuck EA. I'm pretty sure if their name was on Mark of the Ninja, it would be on other, like it would be on like other platforms besides PC. It their name shouldn't be on fucking anything at this point in time. Honestly, let's just fucking be real here. 
if your name was on Shaq Fu Part 2, fuck yes, I'd be all over it. But you know what? The problem is, you fucking suck. And you would even figure out a way to fuck up Shaq Fu even worse. Fuck EA. God damn it. Anyways, hi, I'm Eric. Well, uh, speaking of more EA published titles, um, Insomniac's Fuse finally has a release date. Oh yeah, let me t- tell me how good that's going to sell. Sorry, how well that's going to sell. No, I, we, we, we already talked about how poorly gonna poorly be. that's going to sell. Yeah, I mean it's it's coming out at a time where, I mean, it, it's May, it's late May, so I mean, honestly, it, it's got the Last of Us to worry about two three weeks later. So I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just excited that after that, that game fails, that team's going to go back to PlayStation. I guarantee it. I want Insomniac to make more multi-platform stuff, you know? I, I mean, I'm... I do too, but the problem is nobody else is going to treat them right. That's the problem. Yeah. They've been treated so fucking well by Sony that they've completely forgotten what it's like to be treated like shit by other fucking companies like EA. I think they've been with Sony for the majority of their tenure, really. Like, Disruptor on yeah. the PS1 was not a Sony-published game, but it was on the PS1, so. But, yeah. And I'm sorry if I'm not being harsh enough on EA. <laughs> I know, I've been I've been being really nice about them here, but Jesus. I mean, like, I don't agree with their business practices at all, by any means. However, I... The, they publish a lot of games that I do enjoy very, very much. So I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't say that they are a hundred percent. They're there's a bunch of selfish monsters, a hundred percent, because they do make a lot of video games that I do enjoy playing, mm-hmm. and a lot of the DLC for those games I do enjoy buying because mm-hmm. I feel that it benefits me individually. Maybe not so much as a majority, but I it, it benefits me as an individual player for the most part. I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but... A big problem, honestly, is the fact that they are Activisioning the shit out of their franchises. Like, it, it, it's seriously, they fucking run them into the ground. And they have been doing that. And, and, like, one of their marketing campaigns for Mass Effect 3 was, this is a great entry point into the Mass Effect series. Bitch, you're ending the fucking franchise. You're ending, or you're ending the trilogy. Yes, I, I, I do not game. think you could you could say that because Mass Effect, to, well, for me, and I, I don't know if Javon would agree with me on this, but Mass Effect is one of those universes, the Shepard story's done. That's that's done. The franchise, that, yeah, that story is done. But Mass Effect is not done. Mass Effect the franchise. In the end of the trilogy, that was just, I think that was just marketing just to sell the yeah. game. That was just marketing to sell the game. And that's, what they want to do. They want to sell the game. You know, I mean... Their marketing strategies have... I know Extra Credits did an episode on EA's marketing. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen Extra Credits episode on EA's marketing and, like, the history of how, like, notoriously bizarre and just not... Well, at least they market their games on, like, Sony. Yeah, but, yeah that's true. I'll, I'll link you guys to the Extra Credits episode because it actually is very interesting to see just like how badly EA has messed up with their marketing strategies, especially with the whole Dante's Inferno fiasco. The only Oh good lord. I guess the only <laughs> franchise that comes to mind so that was pretty bad, but uh with running into the ground and I can't even really say that be- space. See that's that's total that's opinion. That's opinion. But yeah, yeah. um as far as like number of them, because when you say Activision 
Activisioning, you're talking every single year coming out, killing off that franchise because it's just oversaturation. The thing with mm-hmm. like Guitar Hero and stuff like and that. And moving them into the same genre every time or or keeping it the same every time, not changing a goddamn thing about it. I don't consider three really good games running a series into the ground, but that's just me. The only thing that comes to mind is possibly Need for Speed because it's a yearly thing, but the last one was really good. So they have they stretched that around towards different studios. Yeah. Like I mean with Because Duty, it, with, with, the same with Call of Duty, but Call of Duty yeah. is just, you know, same. At least things. with like the new Need for Speed, you are technically getting like a different game because the studios mm-hmm. are using their own Engines. Ideas and engines and stuff for things. Isn't that what Call of Duty does? No. They have two Call studios that go back and forth. But they use the stuff? same engine? Yeah, they've been using the Call of Duty 4 engine yeah. all throughout. You guys gotta okay. quit using that word. They like to be called Native Americans. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this whole time. This whole time. I'm real Native yeah. American. You can't be calling them engines. Native Americans, guys. Nope. Native Americans. Let's get real. <laughs> Real talk, right? I, don't know, I, I guess. Talk. I guess when it comes to like you know the, the publishers that, that we we hate. I mean, you, Eric, always has a lot of you. You have a lot of hate for EA, but I don't want to hate them though because EA has been. I've been a gamer since I was a fucking toddler, and EA was like one of the best. They had different cartridges for the Sega Genesis with the yellow tab on them because they were telling you, "Hey, we're the greatest fucking quality." What happened to that EA? What happened to the greatest fucking quality? Oh yeah, they became publicly traded and we're like, oh well, our investors don't want us to make this too much drastically different. So um, Call of Duty's hot right now and uh, this other game's really hot right now. Let's take this into an action game role. I don't know why they sound like that, but that's what they sound like. I, I feel so, like you almost, like, the thing is, is like, I, th- I do you want every single game that comes out to be like completely, completely different and new experience because that's never going to happen. It wouldn't have to be a completely new experience. That's not the point. The I, point because the is, thing is, if, if they if they like radical, okay, people don't like the way Dead Space Three was. That's that's fine. That's your opinion. That's fine. I really enjoyed Dead Space Three. But the thing is, is like if they if they too, if they completely <laughs> if they completely fucking change Dead Space Three to like something completely different, not bro shooter or whatever. People think, think it is. Don't it completely different. You People would bitch about it. In the series People that were fucking awesome. Dead Space 2 is just as awesome as Dead Space 3. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, well, you know, I don't remember grabbing monsters and ripping them apart like a fucking badass because I remember that I used to be a fucking... Uh, this isn't God of War. I, I have never... You throw monster down and step on their head just like you did in the first one. That's the same exact I, thing you did in the first one, dude. I've seen some fucking hard-ass pterodactyl moves out of him. Pterodactyl. Well, I mean, to be fair, this what? is continuing Isaac Clarke's story. This is continuing his story. He's going to get more battle-hardened as the games go by. Well, they also wanted to continue it, but they also accidentally ended it because they were like, oh, well, by the way, we also had to get five million sales on this. So, congratulations. You <laughs> fucking ran that one into the ground. Like, literally yeah. ran that one into the ground. This is, this is a very interesting topic while we're on EA, just considering, just considering what tomorrow's going to be. If any of you guys know what tomorrow's going to be? Monday? The 26th? Battlefield the 4. The 25th anniversary. Oh, Battlefield 4 trailer, yeah. Absolutely. Battlefield 4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I honestly have to say, I mean, <laughs> I, I, was, I really did not see this coming so soon. I mean, I... I want, I want another bad company. 
Yeah, yeah I was like, gonna say I think it's, it's really been... dumb that they went back, back to a numbered one. They should have went with a bad company game. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the ca- the bad company campaigns. I liked the bad company campaign. They were pretty short, but I still liked them. Yeah, but they were fucking funny and great. Yeah, they were funny. Like, I don't know. <laughs> to be complete, I mean, I, there is like a listing that said the dice was simultaneously working on Bad Company Three as well as Battlefield Four, but that it's coming. Th- yeah, it's coming. But you know, wouldn't you just put some of those resources towards a Mirror's Edge two? The dice said that they they still plan on doing Mirror's Edge two. Yeah, <laughs> they have openly stated that they want to do a Mirror's Edge two. And yeah, like you know, so. just enough with the battlefields for right now, because you still. I mean, you just released your last Battlefield three DLC. Just released. They've got to compete with uh, Call of Duty, though. That is why they they're deciding to come out with these faster. They, yeah. they do. They somebody has to fill that gap. Like everybody has to compete with something. Skate came out to compete with Tony Hawk. And, like and Skate blew Tony Hawk out of the water. Yeah, Skate's fucking yeah. ridiculously good. TNA Impact came out to compete with fucking. Oh God, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. But it's, <laughs> it's true. They came out to compete with the SmackDown series. God damn it, I can't quit laughing. They failed miserably. They failed miserably, but they at least it was won. something new. Well, I mean, it's, uh, let's, let's assume that they come out. Um, I mean, do we do we expect Battlefield Four to come out in this this generation of systems I this fall? It. I highly doubt it. Okay, so so okay, so let's just assume. I expect it out next month. To be honest with you, I really do. <laughs> uh, so let's just assume Battlefield Four is next gen PC, next Xbox, PS4. When do we see it coming out in the spring? Wii U. Sorry. Fall. 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 Fall of next year or fall or launch this year. I see it coming out again, face to face with fucking if, Call of Duty. I really said, do. Because if, if, if it's next, sure. if it's next gen, and Let's say it comes out earliest of spring. That's still two years and like what three, four months since Battlefield Three. Uh huh. That's that's the normal. That's the norm for games. Now, I mean, yes, Call of Duty's every year. Numbered Battlefield games, though. Battle the Battlefield games were looked at as something well, extremely see, thing, special. But the, we may like the bad companies, but the numbered Battlefields were always the like Battlefield Two was still it still probably is the 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 most popular one. I guarantee you yeah, that, definitely. you know, the servers online are still ridiculous. was also pretty popular. Yeah. I just think, yep. I, if you're wondering why they're doing 4 instead of like a Bad Company 3, is I guarantee 4 will sell a lot more than Bad Company 3 will. <laughs> yeah, it will. And Bad, it sold, Bad Company 2 sold abysmally. Yeah, I mean, I liked Bad Company 2's multiplayer, but... Yep. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, it's just like, as a company, if you, are you, as a big company who needs to make money, who needs to make a profit, are you going to be like, well, let's just go with the lesser one that's not going to make as much? I, I, I mean, because it, bad, bad Company 2 did not sell well. I guarantee it sold well used. I'm, I'm sure many used you know, copies were sold, but... There's another company that we brought up named Capcom, and they were known for running their franchises into the ground. And all of a sudden they were like, you know what, we're going to try to make something new. And those series started doing better. And they haven't ran them into the ground yet because it was a new initiative that they took. The thing is, they will run it into the ground. I mean, we're already seeing that new Dragon's Dogma that's going to be out on next gen. And, and there's they're good, calling there's a, it something. Yeah, another Street Fighter 4 update was announced too. And yeah, that's... Dark Void too. <laughs> that Wait, was... What? what was Dark Void? Was that EA? No, that was Capcom. No, that was Capcom. Oh, that was Capcom, yeah. Dark Void. Jetpacks for life. With uh, Nolan North as the lead character. <laughs> oh, gee, that's shocking. <laughs> Tell me more about Nolan North playing lead characters. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 not so much him anymore. It's uh, Troy Barker. 
or Baker. Yeah, let's both. Um, I think that they'll eventually make love and have special, like, new voice acting babies. Trey Parker. <laughs> yes. Yep. South Park. Maybe. I can see it happening. I don't know, but, but I, the, I, I think the, if you ask the, the Battlefield community what they want, I think if you literally took every single person who considers themselves a Battlefield fan and plays regularly, not someone who picks up every once in a while, but regularly, ask them, would you rather have a Battlefield 4 or a Bad Company 3, the majority of them would say Battlefield 4. I disagree. I, if you're talking about like real, legitimate, hardcore bad, uh, Bad Company 2 fans, was not very popular. I, I liked it. I loved it, but it was not very popular with the hardcore Battlefield fans. They, for the most part, did not like that. And Battlefield 3 is more akin to what they want. That's because they're phonies. Big, fat phonies. Because everyone wants to be a Marine when they grows up. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I, I really... I, I'm not... As much as I'm mad at EA, I'm also very happy for EA. Like... I, I'm very thankful for EA. I shouldn't say I'm happy for them. I'm not happy for them, but I'm thankful for them. Yeah, and they publish games I enjoy. Yeah. Well, that and they pushed me towards good games. Well, that's, that's you. I mean, I literally, like I said, the only series that EA has put out that I have not enjoyed is Army of Two. Every <laughs> other game that they have, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Even Dante's Goddamn Inferno, I liked that game. Yeah, I didn't hate it. So... I, I saw the giant dick monster. Like I said, I'm not sitting here trying to say like their business practices are awesome, amazing, and every every publisher should follow them. No, I'm just saying, listen, they published some damn good games in my mind. People, I mean, it's you love them or hate them. I mean, it's you know, some people hate EA. That's fine. You're entitled to hate EA. I, I don't hate them. I think they're just really stupid fucking. Because idiots. they're they're just <laughs> business people looking for money running them, and that's that's what I mean. What's the problem in that? Don't buy their What's games. The don't they, don't buy their games. Don't buy them. Let's put this. Let's Not put this everyone. in terminology that everybody will notice. It's like WWE when they became publicly traded. We used to watch idiot them. things kept on happening. People still watch. They make probably more money now than they ever have. Yeah. So well, they're making more money so, now than they ever have, but at the same fucking. Well, time, that's all that matters to them. Well, of course, that's what matters to them. Well, then why stop? And making money allows them to experiment on smaller things on the side as well. Well, okay, but yeah, here's like the problem. NXT, when we're talking about running it into the ground, WWE is putting out a three-hour every Monday product, which is fucking 14 hours too long at this point in time. <laughs> and they also have like eight other hours of programming a week. And yeah, they're making a lot of money, but their, their fucking ratings are going way down. Their fucking ratings this past Monday fucking tanked. And because people well, are fucking tired of the bullshit. Well, until and they stop making the money, up, though, they're going to keep doing because it, all that matters to them is the bottom line. Lose all their. Okay, here's the problem. And then all they have they're to do is make another attitude error, and they're fine. Network and NBC are paying for it, but the problem is their fans are getting tired of it. And then when the fans get tired of it, they ter- they turn away and they go somewhere else and watch something else. So the problem is they're going to lose those fans, and then all of a sudden they're going to be like, well, your ratings have dipped down. We're not going to pay you to do all these extra hours of television where fucking Daniel Bryan's being called a goat face. And then they'll they'll change, but until that happens... Yeah, and that that's like... And that's why I think next gen... This is the road that EA is heading Well, next gen, I I think EA is going to change their tone next gen. I really believe that. I don't. They're going to have to. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe, honestly, truly believe the EA next gen is going to be a different company than we know them today. Now, gamers might, you know, the EA could come out and do everything so good. They could be like the next coming of Christ next gen. Because, but gamers are so thick-headed and like, yeah. oh, well, I hate EA anyway, so fuck them. I don't care what they do. Yeah, that's the problem. Not How everyone, they done yeah, not everyone can have, yeah, not every gaming publisher can have the kind of image control Valve has, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. not every gaming company can be like Valve, you know? It's just And Valve's not perfect either, but yeah. it's just they've... Every no, but there's has, a difference. Yes, they have, ha- yes, EA has, really bad. you know, alienated a lot of people, and that's their fault, but... You know, until they start seeing some serious, serious dips in income, why change what they're doing? I definitely think it's going to happen, but, you know... it. And hopefully it's ride, too late. Ride the gravy train while you still can. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, you know... And it goes to the whole thing with microtransaction of the games. If it doesn't work, if it was a complete failure in these games, they wouldn't push it on so many other games. But it works. But it works. And they've done the numbers on it, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know how much money they make per year on, like, the sports games and their ultimate team? Like, FIFA Ultimate Team? You you can go online and buy, with real money, packs, like, uh, the card game to build your soccer ultimate team. Do you know how much money they make on that? A truckload. So why stop doing it? And I guarantee, if you look at the numbers for Dead Space 3, they probably made a pretty decent load on the microtransactions in there. I hate to say this, but neither one of us are wrong. I really, I wish one of us was right. Both of us are right on this. And Dead Space or Mass Effect Three, uh, its multiplayer, all the expansions were free, and you could get everything with in-game with in-game currency you earned. But if you wanted to buy, like they were called Specter packs or whatever, uh-huh. yeah, they had. You could spend real life money on them. You and yeah. I remember a kid who uh, I knew from working at GameStop. He spent three hundred dollars one day on Microsoft point cards for those. Yeah, idiots. Yeah, so it works. It works. So. Like, if I was running EA, would would I necessarily stop? Probably not. The thing about it is, too, is that, you know... Money in the pocket. We just Yeah, we just give our viewpoints and our opinions on this, but as far as, you know, we have to leave the rest up to the customers and the consumers. Mm-hmm. We, we can't yeah. dictate how people spend their money. But as a consumer, like, if you don't like what EA is doing, don't buy their stuff. Yeah. Like, you have the power. You know, I'm not... Like, like if you if you disagree in any way, just don't buy their stuff. You know, and if 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 more gamers would actually do that, then more publishers would see the errors of the or the the errors that they were making. But what do you mean, gamers totally do that all the time? No, they don't. So fucking Call of Duty is the best-selling game, and people are always talking about how much they hate it, and they're not going to buy it. And then they buy it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. what I'm saying. Like you know, obviously these gamers are doing it the right way. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I don't so know. What you're saying is that uh, the Wii U sold poorly, and that means it's it's good. Yes. <laughs> the Wii U is an indie console. Oh no! When it comes down to it, I, I guess it basically is now. The Wii U is the Wii Yeah. Yeah. Uh, EA has not done me wrong, so I, you know, I, I cannot wait until they fucking. <laughs> I need to pick a better choice of words. Just wait. Um... <laughs> I can't wait until they bend you over and don't use lube. That's a better way of putting it. <laughs> the words I was going to use before would have gotten me in the more hot water than I would have gotten myself. Well, like in. I said, do I expect that to happen? Yeah. And then oh, I, ex- I and then I ex- then I expect EA to change next generation. I, I really believe you to it. show up on my doorstep in a fetal position, just crying, <laughs> and be like Eric. They touched me in the bad way, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, Jams, I told you. 
come on in, I'll make you a cup of coffee, and you can cry on my lap. No condom. Okay. I don't know. I like the games they publish, so I'm not... Yeah. I used to. And like I said, it's a business, so... Yeah. If it works, they're doing. If it, it's working, so that's why they're still doing it. And you know, the the thing is, as we were just talking about, it is as I've been preaching for the longest fucking time. Speak with your wallets, and I am seeing more and more people speaking with their wallets. That's good. Which is fucking shocking. Well, that's good though. So, I mean, you know, yeah, they should. You wanted their opinions. I, I think that. Let's be honest here. I think that. Within the next five to ten years, we're going to see the fucking big companies just, you know, Titanic style fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Big companies? I think there'll always be big companies. I think we'll always see them evolve and change, but there'll always be the big companies. I don't think we'll see yeah. them. I think, I think we'll always still have, like, the little indie guys running around down there, and you'll always have the big towering publishers always still yeah. out there. That's always going to be that. It might not be EA, but some something else will come along, and there'll always be something. I think they're and they'll going to go always, away. I think it's going to be like the music industry. I really do. They'll always the are going away. There will always be like the one, the one publisher or, or company that can do no wrong, even if they do. Oh, it's okay. It's it's fine. They, they, they. We'll give them this. We'll give them that. And there will always be the one that everything they do, even if it's something good, it's it's bashed. And you, fuck you, you're terrible. It's always going to be that way. Uh, right now, it's it's Valve and EA. Eh, that, that, that's that's the problem. A lot of people look at, oh, EA doesn't put out anything good. EA's put out good things, just not in a while. EA's putting out? <laughs> well, not to me. <clears throat> good old doorstep Jimmy will <laughs> figure out. Jimmy, I I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying the games. I'm enjoying the games as there are. I mean, you I know. want you to enjoy the games. I want everybody to enjoy. Well, the I games. feel. I feel I like. I feel no. I feel, I feel like. Design. No, I feel like you want everyone to just say, "Yeah, fuck you. I'm not buying your shit." Well, if no, they if they enjoy their games, why you just buy, you know buy it? And I I want people to not be as pissed off at these companies as I am. Like you're going to become cynical fucking assholes like me and lose all your hair like I am. I'm going to. I'm having a horseshoe because of fucking people like EA. Oh, They're fucking Chris Brown and I'm Rihanna. They beat the shit out of me with a car phone. And I'm co- and eventually I guess like Rihanna, I maybe I'll come running back. Like I said, I think I think a year from now EA will, will be a lot different. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't know about a year, but I do agree, Eric, Eric with you in some point because I think a lot of gamers have such strong beliefs that I do think for some gamers it is irreversible damage. But I do think EA will be different. But I don't see necessarily microtransactions or DLC going away. No. Um, I, I, I would like to see if you're going to have microtransactions, even if they're something as trivial as Dead Space 3's microtransactions, which I will stick to saying that. Even if there's something as trivial, at least lower the price of the actual game a little bit. I think we'll see some of that. But I don't. I'm really trying. To, I'm trying. Not, not I, I'm trying to keep a positive outlook on on games because, like, I, you know, well, some, people, some people. Some people have it's thought like, it's not going to happen that quick. Well, some people have thought like the gaming industry is just going down this, and and you know, business wise, it might be going down this downward trend, this terrible way. The past the past couple years, I've played some of the greatest games I've ever played. And, and we've also seen more com- more video game companies going out of business than yeah. ever before. Yeah, 
No, I agree with because you. Because it's I'm like just, stupid yeah. business practices that are being picked up on from other companies like EA. Like some of these places are doing really stupid shit like that, and all of a sudden they're going away. Yeah, well, I saw my favorite company fucking die out like a few months ago because of stupid decisions that they made. You draw? Yeah, like that stupid decision. They put out <laughs> one of the greatest games that I've played in forever and Destroy fucking died humans. out because of that. Huh? Destroy all humans. Oh, that too. But I was talking about Saints Row the Third. Well, like you can blame the, you can blame the Wii. Time, blame the Wii for that because you draw did well in the Wii, so they figured it would do well in other systems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, at least Nintendo learned something from them, and they put out their own U-Draw tablet. Yep. Made a whole console out of it. <laughs> Fucking Wii U. Speak- Wii U-Draw. Speaking of uh, companies or publishers, uh, going to PlayStation, uh, we talked a little bit with Insomniac and, and their partnership with PlayStation and whatnot, but uh, Heavy, Rain, Heavy Rain developer Quantic Dream, uh, they're actually not owned by Sony, they just make games for Sony's platform. And they came out and said that they are going to continue just making games for Sony's platforms in this foreseeable future. That's yep. um, not shocking. Sony treats them really they, well. They like, stated it's beautiful. The quote from I forget who this was. Oh, I can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I know who you're talking uh, about. I can't Jason. pronounce his name. No, Gillian. Gill- <laughs> wait, wait. It's some French name. Say- I can't. I, I don't believe you said it. Someone right from Quantic Dream said, Jason? Uh, we, started, Jason? we started working with Sony in 2006, and it's been a very interesting relationship ever since. Jason? Uh, it's a partnership built on trust. Uh, this isn't a partnership where we are forced by a big company into giving Jason? immediate results. That fantastic, uh, That's fantastic for a studio like us. Ever since we started our partnership, Sony just said it was going to give us money to build these games and basically do whatever we want. <coughs> uh, he continued yeah, to say... Uh, the Last Guardian, though? <laughs> he also went on to say uh, <laughs> we proved that Heavy Rain could be profitable by making it for one platform would we have made money going multi-platform of course but on the other hand we wouldn't be working with Sony as publishers as the publisher we are certainly not going to change partner for the sake of making more money that's not how the philosophy behind our studio and ladies and gentlemen that's how you become one of the fucking most respected companies out there right now See, Sony wasn't for the longest time with the PS3. And they're no, I'm not talking about back. Sony. I'm talking about Quantic Dream. Uh, David Cage is kind of... Uh... Yeah, David Cage is kind of a... He's yes, a... he's a fucking douchebag, but he's really funny. Be- well, he's not purposely funny, the but future, he's really The future funny. of game is polygons. Yeah. <laughs> polygons are evil! <laughs> uh, this fucking industry. I love it. Just because it's so ridiculous and unpredictable. It's 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 wrestling. Yoshinori Ono and Kasuhiro Harada should form their own game. One will have a one will have a light up jacket. The other one will have a light up version of themselves hanging from the ceiling. Uh, Other news: Borderlands Two gets a new character. Uh, Krieg the Psycho. Yep, Krieg the Psycho. Also coming in April, I believe. Uh, They're raising the level cap to sixty-one. Yep. Oh yeah. Borderlands Two sixty-one. Yeah. What? Probably just okay. because. Uh, it, it, it's probably because it's funny. Uh, also, funny. on the news of Gearbox, uh, Gearbox stated that uh, when talking about aliens at their PAX panel, they said, we are committed to our game and we are constantly trying to improve it. Uh, also, though, they did note that the Wii U version is up in the air. It's not yeah. up It's not up to them. <laughs> oh, boy. It's up, it's up to Sega, pretty much. Sega's a champ. They'll yeah. know what to do. 
That means it's not coming to the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's for the best. That is, yeah. It's for the best. Uh, the Double Fine Adventure game that everyone backed on Kickstarter has a name. It's called uh, Broken Age, and it's a point-and-click oh, adventure sucks. game telling the stories of a story of a young boy and girl leading parallel lives. The girl has been chosen by her village to be sacrificed to a terrible monster, but she decides to fight back. Meanwhile, a boy on a spaceship is living in a solitary life under the care of a motherly computer, but he wants to break free and lead adventures and go and do good in the world. Eric, you sound disappointed. I'm dis. I'm not disappointed. I like about the game itself. I'm disappointed about the fact that like I I actually thought they were going to leave it as Double Fine Adventure. Like I really like that name. Oh. And that's not me joking. I'm actually being really serious. I love that name. I think that would have been smart. Uh, it seems like a double fine thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, director's cut, coming out for the Wii U. Uh, apparently approves upon uh, a lot of what was wrong with the original. Uh, actually, uh, they... What? They took, they took out boss fights? No. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they went to the community and asked what they wanted different or what they hated about the game and they came up with like a top 10 list and they addressed eight of them in the wii u version boss Wait, battles last time, that happened, yep. last time that happened we got epic mickey 2 and the time before yeah. that we got sonic 4 episode 2 well i mean, I mean this, yeah. is, this is the same this is the same game with tweaks and basically fixed all like basically it, it, the other version was a beta test for the wii u owners so there you go <laughs> um, oh god and a cool thing that, i guess uh, well i mean cool to me i guess uh, it comes with the strategy guide in the game so you can any moment pause the game and you can bring up a strategy guide at your exact location and it'll tell you what to do if you're stuck Shit. that's neat but how are you going to get lost in that i did you ever get lost in there and the thing is is like it has a lot of side things to do that if you mm, didn't yes. really explore you probably would miss so. that game is so fucking fantastic i gotta admit i uh i bought the piece like the first day of sex when it was on sale on steam Yep, and I am like dumbfounded. I have no idea how to play it. Oh, Human Revolution's a lot more simplistic than that. A lot more simplistic. You'll Would I be able easily to, like you'll... play Human Revolution and then go back and play uh, the first one. I think they're two completely different games. Yeah, the they, they're part. very different. But God, I don't. Knowing you the way that I know you, I don't think so. I really knowing don't. Knowing you, knowing me. <laughs> no. Uh, XCOM is coming out for the iPad and iPhone. So there smart. you go. There you oh, go. sweet. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really fucking smart idea. And uh, my thought is probably the Vita later on. That's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, since I since every that. game, every game, every developer wants their game on the Vita now. Yeah. So. Well, I wonder why. Huh? Uh, yeah, why? <laughs> because it's going to have a lot of functionality with the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's an so. ESRB rating for Jack and Dexter collection on the Vita, which makes sense. There you go. Mm. Uh, do, do, do we like the Jack and Dexter series? I love. I, I, I love. love yep. I yeah, I was going to say I don't think anybody doesn't like it. The first I, one. The I, first one's one of my favorite games of all time. I honestly. Yeah, I really Jack love the first Dexter. one. I thought I honestly thought the Jack and Daxter games had slightly better writing than Uncharted. Hmm. Oh boy, really? Really? I can I, see that. I, I would go as far as saying that Jack and Daxter games had slightly better writing than maybe Uncharted Three. Yeah, definitely. Jack and Daxter writing I thought was pretty embarrassing. God, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> eh. And like the Precursor's Legacy, the first Jack and Daxter game. Oh, that, that game is good. 
That's very I, good. That was kick ass. Uh, there are there are, I guess, hints that the infamous Second Son is a PS4 launch game. Which yeah, would, which I think be, a lot of people figured yeah. that. Yeah, I, I figured that. On, uh, two Sucker different, Punch has been quiet for too fucking yeah. long. Yeah, uh, two yeah. different resumes for people working on the game state that uh, one actually has in the resume that it's a PS4 launch title. The other says it's been announced for 2013. Yeah, Owen says, bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally like the only PS4 game I'm looking forward to right now. Yeah, and then well, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a PS4 for that game. I'm excited about The Witness. I just want to see how oh, it's yeah. handled. Absolutely. And I don't want to die, so I had to, I actually had to say that. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, in uh, BioWare's panel at PAX, they talked about, uh, you will see more from the Mass Effect universe, but the core Mass Effect team is working on a brand new IP. So there's, there's that to look forward to. Uh, I said on Facebook earlier that I would love to see the Mass Effect universe go episodic. And uh, break it down into seasons and have uh, episodes in each season, obviously. But you can string that out over the course of all of next gen and tell little tight contained stories about certain races or characters. If um, the DLC so this has just done so well, that seems like a good idea. I'm getting other news right now that uh, Jimmy for EACL. <laughs> Is that a good? I think that's a decent idea. I, I really do because. It, it, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, it's it, they have good characters, good races, but I think if a game. Like, even just... I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, obviously. But, like, uh, the, in the Mass Effect games, I feel like, I want to know more about this character. But I can't, <laughs> you know? I don't feel like you're a big enough fan. Sorry. Um, I think you should get a tattoo on your face. Bioware, I do plan on getting a tattoo. Yeah, Bioware also said that uh, the Mass Effect film is still in pre-production. Which I, I disagree with. I don't want that. The, the, I want the thing is, is that if you're gonna... Like, for me, personally, like, if Mass Effect... I, I would like to see Mass Effect go live action however I don't want to see it in a movie I would like to see it TV as a show? TV show yeah TV I agree but the, Ooh, the same sci-fi network the same thing though is the glory of Mass Effect is uh, you know like 30 people could play the Mass Effect series and have completely different outcomes if you're going to do a TV show or movie you're going to have to form some kind of canon which I don't which Bioware even said we don't this game does this Mass Effect does not have canon so how well, are you going to do that it could be a parallel. It could be a parallel. I guess, but like... I mean, Star Trek The Next Generation did it. The way I figure is if they made a movie, let's say they want Shepard's story, it's going to be a male Shep, he's going to be Paragon, and his role of interest is going to be Liara, most likely. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be Shepard at all. It no. It have to be like... The, it could be like completely new characters in the Mass Effect. I, I just feel like this movie would be something that not everyone... The Mass Effect fans are going to be split right down the middle on. Yeah. Dude, Vin be, I, I would like to see, um, like, if they could have... Maybe like voting machines installed in the in the theater seats, so that like there could be points in the movie where, oh, where it stops. It's and you could choose where yes, to go. yes. Like oh, who great. who dies here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Greg's taking over your CEO position. Oh man. <laughs> By the way, I hope you're listening. We have some good ideas for you here. Fucking a. Um, I wonder how that. Command and Conquer game Bioware is doing is working out. We I don't think they're do. I don't think they're doing it anymore. Really? I don't think Bioware is. I think it's just. I think it's just a. Uh, it's a company EA owns, but they slapped Bioware on it. It's the. It's a brand new Bioware studio. Okay. That's the thing. It's I think it just has a Bioware name on it, but I don't think it's going to have like any ties to Bioware. <laughs> I guess the Bioware doctors left because all of a sudden they were like, "Oh no, this is going to be so great. We better leave now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I see that. I think um, 
it was formerly called Bioware Victory, and then they just changed it to Victory Games. So, yeah. And, and they'll get closed after Common Car comes out, just yeah. like Vis- Visceral Montreal. It's not a Bioware <laughs> studio. Wasn't there a Victory around in the late 90s also? I think so, maybe. Hmm, I wonder if it's the same. Hmm. No, it's not. Remember the wrestler named Jack Victory? Yeah. Hell yeah. ECW, motherfuckers. The only other news I got is uh, the creators of Bastion's new game. Oh, God, yes. Transistor. So is that another action RPG? Yes, Yes. it looks like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, much it was more playable. It was played time. at yeah. There's a lot of gameplay footage of it, like a lot of unofficial gameplay footage of it at PAX East. Yep. Yeah. So well, I, there was actually gameplay. I think it's up on IGN where actually Greg Kasabin is talking over it. Like it's a, like, hey, this is what it is. And Total like Biscuit that. also uh, upon like huge demand took off all of his commentating on it and put up like actual sound of the game and everything. Uh, it's. It's fucking awesome. It's beautiful. A lot of people will look at it and they're like, oh, it's just another Bastion. Nope. Incorrect. They have all the same voice actors and everything, but god damn it. Yeah. I'm fucking excited. Like, it's it's got a lot of turn-based RPG aspects to it, but... Oh, it looks so good. Took I'm, me right to Boner City. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about this, but... um. Battlefield 4 announcement tomorrow, the full-length yeah. trailer. Well, depending on when... Well, actually, when people are listening to this, it'll already be out. Yeah. Because this won't go up till m- Monday night, probably, so... But, you know, the thing is, it's just... Military shooters are just very... They've just become very, very... Good. I can't really think... <laughs> I can't think of the correct word. I don't want to say stale... And stale just, is a great word. It's just like settling. Like it's just like when you go for like a military shooter, it just seems like you're settling. I, I wouldn't say stale for the simple fact that we have games like Arma, which have huge communities on, on the PC. Uh, because yeah, but that be- community was never big but until Daisy. They're, uh, it's never big until Daisy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's that's true. But th- you got, you're going to have those. I think there's always going to there's always obviously going to be a market for military shooters. I think a lot of gamers will grow out of it and stop playing those, but I think there'll always be some kind of market for them. Yeah, um, we well that's what happened with uh, World War II games. I mean, yeah, well, which I would the, love the another World War II. Market was so right oversaturated, but there's still co- there's still there's still co- there's still World War II games. It's just they're oh, not, course. and know. they're starting to come back, yeah. but still. Yeah, I think like the last one we saw was that Brothers in Arms game, Hell's Highway, or something like that. Sniper, yeah. Sniper Elite version two. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was really good. I like that one. That's only because you could shoot Hitler. <laughs> no, I didn't even play that level. But that, no, that that's what pissed good. Jimmy off. That's why he's like, "Fuck this, <laughs> Daddy!" Um, <laughs> my God. But uh, yeah. I, I, hey, if we get more military games like uh, Spec Ops with the storytelling, then I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, ju- I just watched an LP of Spec Ops the line. That was really fun to watch. Yeah. That game, like gameplay wise, might not blow you away, but I really enjoyed the story of that game. That was like the story was interesting in that like it matched the gameplay in terms of cognitive dissonance. I thought that was a really neat touch. You're using some big words, there, Greg. I'm just curious <laughs> as to how many people pre-ordered Medal of Honor Warfighter just so they could get this beta. 
Probably not that many. Dissonance isn't that big of a word. That's like normal psychology terminology. That's also two words. And I hate and like psychology. Is, and like apparently. Okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> according to like some of these reports, some of these like unofficial reports, like Battlefield Four is using like an updated version of Bat of Frostbite Two. Like this could like Battlefield Four is like borderline Frostbite Three. You know, it's mm -hmm. like Frostbite's becoming the new Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And Frostbite's kind of nice. Like it's better looking than Unreal. I would Unreal's like, kind of I would fun. like for EA to start licensing Frostbite. Honestly, they will. I guarantee it. They're gonna. I they're, yeah. Fucking guarantee it. They're gonna have to because I think that they've probably lost a lot of money on SimCity. Like those numbers are not what anybody was expecting. I was expecting at least four million right out of the gate. <clears throat> It's going to be interesting seeing what Unreal 4 is going to do for the next gen and what Frostbite 2 is going to do for next gen. It's like battle of the tech. Yeah. Uh, and like what's going to happen with Square Enix's engine. Uh-huh, yeah. And then Capcom's Panta Ray. It's like a manta ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Pa pa you mean the Panty Raid engine? <laughs> oh, no. That's all, all I've heard it called is Panty Raid. That's mm -hmm. the best thing. <laughs> And then there's the panta ray. It's like a manta ray, but with pants. Oh. Sounds like good times. But yeah, I mean, a lot of great tech is being... And you know, these... Yeah, like, we've seen what these engines look like on the PS4, and we haven't seen what it's going to look like on the new Xbox either, so... Oh, it'll... Don't worry. You'll figure out after we hear about how the new Netflix app's going to work. <laughs> uh, there has been some more reports, and I think we've covered this, but the fact that these reports still keep coming out... Uh, is is kind of uh, alarming, I, I guess. Uh, but the new thing is now is games will have to be installed on the Xbox, and then there still is obviously the report of online uh, only. You have to have online connection for this thing. Um, the which, fact that Microsoft hasn't said shit about that—it's kind of scary. Yeah, it scares me. Yeah, it scares me a bit. Uh, and that, and if if so, they've dug their own grave. No, they I'm truly sure. have, because if. The, the problem was, if Sony didn't go in on that agreement with them, then somebody was going to get fucked. Like, one needed the other, or else it was going to really cut off that audience. So, yeah, that might be why Xbox Wii hasn't said shit yet. Yeah, everyone would have bought a Wii U then. <laughs> oh. And then, and then Reggie's, Reggie's just sitting calmly in his office, just, we've tricked the market into our casual BS, and now we're just going to capture it. Yep. I just thought of this. Once the I dust figured settles. out how the world's going to end. You guys want to know how the world's going to end? With the Reggie fils versus John Blow in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, sweet. Think about it. Hmm. Imagine the chaos that that would cause. <laughs> Fucking earthquakes everywhere. Jervon, you got any more news? I'm all out. <sighs> Dust and Elysian Tale. Dust and Elysian Tale. Come into steam. <sighs> guess who has a boner guess who has a boner this guy right now fucking hard as a rock I mean I've played Journey I've played the Walking Dead game uh, Telltale's Walking Dead game I honestly have to say Dustin Legion Tale was my favorite indie game of last year mm -hmm. it was my I favorite could... indie game of last year I could definitely Actually, see um, that that game amazing Jovan I already asked Eric about this but uh, how would you compare Muramasa to Dust Muramasa doesn't have the RPG elements that Dust has. Dust is very much more in-depth with its uh, 
customization and leveling system than Muramasa is. It, but it, the art style, as far as the art style goes, it's very Muramasa-like. And the story in Dust and Elysium Tale is fucking amazing. It's about furries. It's about furries. If, well, come on, let's not let's not talk about furries. <laughs> you know how many fucking creepy nerds? Sorry, creepy nerds. I don't mean to offend <laughs> you for creepy nerds. Are masturbating to that shit? Oh. If you're a creepy nerd masturbating to that shit, please email us. Yes, please let us know how you do it. Do you use all your fingers? Do you? No. Oh. Anything else, Trevon? <sighs> Is there anything else? Is there really? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, apparently Final Fantasy X-2 is also getting HD remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remaster yeah. Coming out with... Yeah, for the Vita version, you'll have to buy it separately, I think. Which, I don't care. I will say it. I like 10 2 So, you know what? Everyone who didn't, go fuck yourself. I like 10 2 10 2 Oh, 10 2 10 2 is... that. The story, but game, game, gameplay and level up system, I fucking loved it. Loved it. I think this is. I think this new story. <laughs> this new story has been like the elephant in the room for like the entire month of March. The Phantom Pain. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh yes, the fucking hooded man speaking. <sighs> the bandaged guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, like. Uh. Throughout the entire, what is there to say? It's just the level of ridiculous. Yeah, just the level of ridiculousness this has gone to. (laughs) It's kind of. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. But the the fucking the jigs up as soon as all of a sudden he fucking says a word that he's made up. Like, then all of a sudden everybody's going to be like, told you it was Kojima, he made up a stupid word. Like, it's a mix between a banana and an ox. It's a, it's a binox. <laughs> Who yeah, doesn't like, think Kojima's behind this, though? The, the, the jig's pretty much up. He did say that this is Fox Engine. This yeah. is Fox Engine, so. Stupid ass. I think all this marketing and all this weird shit, it's weird as fuck, but it's, it's awesome because... Yeah. I've constantly yes, been keeping reading about it. Is that doing them any good in the long run? I, I love this. This is such yeah. a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, for for how, us, this is the, great. What was the like, last this time is, you saw a marketing campaign like this? For for us that know what it is, it's great. But what about to the other audience that's not following it like we do? Like we follow Well, Metal Gear has really never. If it, uh, we're going to assume this is next Metal Gear, obviously. That has never no. that has never catered to the general masses. It, Metal Gear games are for Metal Gear fans. They have not been shy about that. So this is appealing to Metal Gear fans. So I don't think they. I mean, to them, I think this is fucking awesome. And if you're a Metal Gear fan, tell us about how you masturbate. <laughs> so um, what I'm hearing is that Metal Gear should be published by EA. <laughs> um, I could I could actually see that, and it not being a bad thing, to be honest. Um, well, my, um, this week is GDC, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and GDC, it, it's been already announced that the Phantom Pain will be talked about in mm-hmm. some fashion mm-hmm. at GDC yeah. this week, so. I think, I think there's a few things on the, on the block to get announced at GDC, so, uh, this week I think expect some news for games to be announced. It's all week, it's all five days, yeah. so going to be it's going to be pretty which that would kind of suck if we were if we were like it would be awesome obviously if we were really big publication but it would kind of suck because we would go from like PAX 
couldn't even fly home. We'd have to just fly right to GDC. Yeah, that's going to Especially for those who live, especially for those who live on the west coast, yeah. and they have to fly all the way to Boston for yeah. PAX East, yep. and then they have to fly back west coast for GDC. It's... Oh, we forgot a news story. We du- forgot the news story. Ducktales, woo! It's a... Remake of Ducktales. That's awesome. I, yeah. I just don't get why. Like, I, I don't get know why, why Capcom. I don't... I don't know why Capcom. <laughs> oh wait, is Capcom doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, it's understandable. Well, it's, no, it's Capcom publishing a way forward. Yeah, way forward. Remake. Yeah. Oh, way forward. Yeah, they. Way forward side uh, license made, stuff usually kind of sucks, but if it's a remake of something time. Capcom made, then. I made oh, the I know who. I know who Way Forward is. I just, I thought that they were basically like, not Way Forward anymore. No, they're still Way Forward. I thought they were yacht games and all that kind of shit now. Yeah, they made, they made the Adventure Time video game last year, which was meh. I heard it was pretty decent for what it was. You'd what? have to be a real fan of the cartoon. To what like game it. was it? Adventure Time. Mm. Adventure Time video game. I'm sorry, but there's something about eating the most gigantic bowl of cereal ever and watching Adventure Time. Yeah, like it, it's it's Zelda 2 with Adventure Time characters. Uh, they made a much better Alien game than Colonial Marines. They made Aliens Infestation. <laughs> they still didn't make a good one. They just made a better one. A better one, yes. They made Contra 4 for DS. Contra 4 was pretty awesome. And Silent Hill Book of Memories, which was a game, <laughs> game of the year. So, there you go. What were we talking about that was fucking... Oh, yeah, God. WayForward has good original content on Nintendo downloadable services. That's where you want to go for WayForward. Mighty Switch Force? Mighty Switch yeah. Force, uh, which they are making a second double, one for 3DS. Double Dragon Neon on the XBLA and PSN. Oh. Actually, yeah, that is a good licensed product they made. So okay. I love Double Dragon Neon. Double that is a fantastic. They also game. made Blood Rain Betrayal, which was actually pretty good. Mm, fuck yeah, it was. So. Um, another one final thing. Um, has it has finally been revealed that Black Adam is going to be in Injustice: Gods Among Us, and gameplay footage has been released of it. And it's not no. shocking because Shazam's in it, so they had to have Black Adam. And it's some capacity they had to have Black Adam. Is anyone they else kind of anxious to see how they do the story? Um, there's Batman no way Reds. they can outdo Marvel or Mortal Kombat versus DC. The Greg, best shut up. story ever. Nope, shut up. We're not. That's <laughs> not happening right now. I don't know. I just seen the not recent Harley Quinn that. trailer, which she was talking about how she's a hero now, and I was kind of intrigued. Yeah. I love Harley. Right? really like making they're really it really seems like they're making the story like something drastically different like something that people who aren't familiar with DC comics or aren't familiar with the comic series of like the new 52 especially like are going to really love so i mean they're doing some really fucking smart stuff with this game and i am excited and it sounds like it could make me a superman fan like i've gotten warm around superman recently but because he's yeah. voiced by Nolan North now, I God damn it! Why do you have to ruin things for me? I did not know that. Yeah. I don't hate Nolan North. I just hate the fact that he's in everything. Yeah, he I voiced Superman and Superboy in Young Justice. He voiced both of them. I, why is why? Why why like you wasn't really Jesse felt- McCartney fucking Superboy? 
No, Jesse McCartney was Nightwing. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he was Nightwing. Hmm. I like that Bruce Greenwood came back for Batman. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good I can deal with that. I, I, I don't know. It's Kevin Conroy, you know, he's yeah. He's the fucking man. He's Batman. He, well, he his, justice. He's in. He releases him in. Are we still doing what we originally planned on? Because no. Oh, okay. I do like that. Kari Payton came back to voice Cyborg for Injustice Two. That was awesome. Yeah. He voiced he voiced Cyborg in Teen Titans, and I like that he came back for Injustice. I'm excited for Teen Titans. Yeah, Teen Titans, yeah. Uh, Injustice. I'm excited for it. It's climbed up my list recently. So. Well, there's a new Teen Titans coming out, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, that looks terrible. I've heard nothing but really, really good things. Apparently, it came out on Saturday. Like, Man, we, we are like the biggest bunch of opposites I've ever seen when it comes to everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's why we work out so well. It's like, I think this. Well, I think you're wrong. How do we not kill each other yet? Because we're not in the same room, or it would happen. <clears throat> what? We're not? <laughs> There's a glass wall in between us. Oh, yeah, yes, that's that's how. We like to watch each other pee and poop. Mm-hmm. So we had to get glass walls. Yep. Greg, Greg just would murder us all. <laughs> this is true. Greg is a fucking untamed animal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that's about it. Is it? Mm-hmm. So, we're a bunch of big, fat phonies? Yep. Thank big you, Holden Caulfield. Fat phonies. Big, fat phonies. After what we said on last week's podcast, I don't we're think anyone cares. Fat phonies. Everyone dies. Huh? Everyone dies. That's what happens. Yeah, everyone dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable silence. What's <laughs> up, listeners? Email us your questions. No. At galacticgamingnews at gmail.com. Follow no, us don't. on Tumblr, galacticgamingnews.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook. Just search Galactic Gaming News. Find us on Stitcher Radio. This says you guys are a bunch of big fat phonies. The, the one person. Uh, <laughs> find us on Stitcher Radio. Uh, rate us and comment on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to me and Eric on MOZ. Given presenting out, an presenting an award for best zombie game. Yep. Uh, so look for that. Best zombie game. Thanks for uh, Nifless for interviewing with Eric. Yeah, boy. Uh, did I forget anything? Uh, you can also find me at Indie Game HQ now. There you go. You can also find Jovan on all the latest fighting game circuits. Son of a bitch, not even being in those videos. That motherfucker, not you. If the you other guy. if you see him, if you see him at uh, one of these tournaments, just slap his ass and let him know. Hey, if you, yeah. <laughs> and and if you see that guy who makes those videos that Jovan was talking about, threaten his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell don't, him, hey, don't threaten, don't threaten Alex Fi's life. He, he he doesn't deserve it. Threaten his life and tell him that you want Jovan in there, or else you will fucking destroy him. In some sort of way. Whatever way you choose to destroy him. Probably if he's allergic to peanuts, put peanut butter and everything. <laughs> penis butter? Uh, what, you, you don't like penis butter? It's alright. I make it all the time. I'm always churning it. 
Um, I guess my final thought for for tonight is uh, I just actually I wanted to say this a couple episodes ago, but if you're looking for a good like card game to play with friends, uh, Cards Against Humanity is fucking phenomenal and definitely play it. It's like apples to apples, but more offensive. So uh, it's awesome. Just just stick with Magic the Gathering. More offensive. I, I do agree. You should play Magic the Gathering. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, Magic the Gathering. Cards Against Humanity because there's it's just basically you just say a bunch of offensive things and. Whoever, it just, you just laugh. It's funny. It's a good time. Um, and it's always out of stock. I think it's in stock right now on Amazon for like 20 bucks. So you might want to check that out. It's really cool. Other than that, that's all I got. I've never played Magic the Gathering. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's a good card game. Yeah. Yeah? Like Pokemon. 2014, 2014 was announced at PAX. So. Oh, was it? Yep. If shit. I could afford that shit, I would play it. I would actually try it out, but I can't afford it. Yeah, it's a money sink. Well, the actual like yeah. physical, it's a money sink. It's money sink. Oh, I'm not talking about the physical. I, I'm saying if I fucking had the money for the... The game? The, yeah, the Ten PC bucks. game. Yeah. I don't have that, and I probably, at this point in time, I guess I probably just don't have the time for it now. But that was episode <laughs> number 46 of the Galactic Evenings Podcast. Send all your hate mail to ericleelewis at gmail.com. Uh, that's not my email address. And then send all... Uh, if you're going to do it, do it right. It's emptywalletgamer at gmail.com. <laughs> and that uh, is my real email address. Yep, you so want to send hate mail. Yep, good. No, actually, if you have hate mail, send it to our... It's galacticgamenews at gmail.com. I'm curious. Also, if you want me to send you pictures of my balls, keep on talking shit, because you ain't going to see my fucking old saggy man nuts. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Get out of here.